Hello and welcome to the 10 pence arcade podcast. This is nine pence more than you actually need, but we don't care, do we? Because we are Victor Marland and Sean Holly, and we are here to incorporate the love of arcades into your minds. It's a good one, isn't it? When I said do the introduction, I didn't mean do the introduction. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the 10 pence arcade podcast. My name is Victor Marland, and that. Is Sean Holly who over embellished the introduction? I think. I think you'll find. I like a bit of embellishment. You yes. do. Of course you do. Why not? How are you, Vic? All right. Oh, not too bad. I've had a bit of a headache all day. I've had today off. I've had today mm-hmm. off. Monday. It's today. Monday is the Monday. The what date is it? Where's me? Where's my date gone? Third. Third of October. And over the last few days, we were in Blackpool in the north of England at the Play Blackpool. Expo. Play Expo. Is it called now? Play Expo Blackpool, yeah. Play Expo Blackpool, which is done by Replay Events, I believe. Yeah. And it's the first Blackpool one I've been to, because Blackpool is highly regarded as the best one of the Play Events. There's been one in Manchester before, there's Blackpool, there's Glasgow. Is there another place they do it? There, are, there has been Leeds, there has been Margate. Leeds, really? Yeah, yeah there, was, there was a single one in Leeds. I, I went, I helped set okay. it up. It was near the football ground, uh, near El- Elwood Road. Yeah. Elwood. And do you reckon that the, the Blackpool's the best one? I think it is for the atmosphere, yeah. I think it is. And it is uh, It is held, the event is held in the <clears throat> highly regarded <laughs> Norbrick Castle Hotel, which is um, lively, can we call it? Yeah, it gives another another new meaning to the word skanky. Oh, you can't say something like that. It's, it's got it's got down. it's got character features. Features, yeah, it's got features. <laughs> features with weird smells sometimes. But yeah, I think it was a a good place to put it because the the actual Norbrek Castle Hotel is massive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's got just... all sorts of. I think is it a there's a I noticed there was a room that said ballroom on it. This was like the main hall, wasn't it? There was lots of other side doors and other places to go as well. It's quite a big place. Massive. Yeah, I think they have all sorts going on all the time and Yeah. So yeah, um, I, I I really quite enjoyed myself. But what I did I tended to do when when I've got, obviously got to travel, it took me three three hours to get there from Glasgow. And what I tend to do is I go, right, if I'm going to be traveling for three hours, I'm going to want to have, you know, the full event, two days worth. And mm. I do think after the first day, um, we packed a lot in. So I'd done everything I wanted to do. I played all the games I wanted to play. I'd, I'd look around the the, the, uh, the vendor area. I didn't buy anything, as usual. Um, and I think I'd done everything in the first day. And obviously, after that, because we were in Blackpool as well, which we'll get onto in a minute, we went somewhere else afterwards which had to be done because we were just there. And then by the second day, we stayed in the, the little hotel. It was you, myself, Tony and John. We stayed in the, the sort of hotel after we got back. And the next day, I could have just gone home, I think. I didn't. I think I did enough. Well, I wanted to get back anyway. And I've obviously had the day off today to sort of recover and everything as well. It's just, I don't really fancy all that busyness and then going back to work sort of not the next day. So, damn it, I'll have another day off as well. I'll make it a long weekend. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it, though. I thought it was good. It is regarded, as I said, the best one out of all of them. It's usually the one that a lot of people go to as well. There wasn't as many southern people there, I thought, I hoped would be there, actually, because I do like meeting up with people, and I don't get a chance to do it so much anymore, living 
you know, in Scotland. So yeah, that was a bit of a shame, but that's nothing to do with the actual event. The event was pretty good. There's a, a lot of arcade cabs, a lot of um, consoles, and there was all sorts of stuff on there that we don't do as well. There was, there was LAN party games, wasn't there? And there's was kids playing you know, yeah, the modern, mine, the modern mine, games, Minecrafty Minecraft. things and all that sort of stuff. Fortnite. But there was, I think there was quite a lot for everyone. Because I, I even saw down where the pinball was in that long alleyway, there wasn't that many pinballs actually, and they are all sort of modern ones. There was some people in on the tables there playing board games and, and sort of card games and stuff, which I know I know we're not into, but it's great if you if you like all that kind of stuff. And off to yeah. one side there was a little room and there was a guy in there dressed a bit like a wizard. And I think he was doing a lot of board, like modern board games that people have like created themselves and stuff. So I think it was quite good. There's a lot there to do, especially if you had like, you know, say you've taken the family and you took kids with you and stuff as well. So Obviously, Dad can play pinball and, and arcades and go and buy some console stuff, and then the kids can do all this sort of stuff as well. And there was there was the usual thing with lots of cosplayers walking around the place doing things. There was a stage going on with loads of stuff going on, which I wasn't really that interested in. But I mean, they had little competitions for kids and stuff, and there was a quiz on later on. And Trista Bites, who's um, a YouTuber, was on doing the sort of comparing and stuff. Mm. And there was obviously a big screen. There was music going on when they weren't working away. And all that sort of stuff. Um, there was also a big thing with AntStream, which I, I didn't know much about. And it's to do with like streaming video games, isn't it? And it's like because someone said to me, I think it was I was talking to Sal about it, and he was saying that it's I think it's free to use, but there's and I said, well, what's the point of doing it then if you've got Mayman? So he said, well, he said there's a lot of online competitions and leaderboards and so on. I said, that's pretty good, actually, good idea. And I think you can play. I presume you can play multiplayer remotely as well. Which is mm. you can do with Maine, but I think it's quite hard to set up because we tried to do it once, didn't we? And we didn't, didn't really get very far in doing it. Yeah, I so think it might be worthwhile having a look on Antstream, perhaps. Charlie Farr's got his own competition, own sort of contest named after. Ooh, him. has he now? I, I think it's either Galaxian or Gallagher. I can't remember one of them. Oh yeah, he's good at both and it's of those. The, and it's the Charlie Farr competition or whatever. So that's good, isn't it? Right. Yeah, I'll have to look <laughs> into that because I've never really thought about him. I didn't think it was really for us. I, I wasn't that sure what what it was about because i'm an old duffer and i don't know these modern things but yeah there's lots of stuff going on um john romero the doom guy the co-creator of doom was there with his um lovely wife brenda who's also massive in the games community it's almost as famous as him i don't think people mm. seem to realize that a lot of the time unless they're in the know uh they're very nice to talk to as well they always sort of are quite friendly and you know sign things and do the doom merchandise and all that sort of stuff um yeah, there's quite. A, there's a vendor from Forgotten Worlds. Alan was there as well. I always had a chat to him, but I see him all the time now because he's only twenty minutes up the road. So I do buy quite a few things from him. So yeah, it was nice to see all that lot going on. Uh, yeah, John Romero did a, a Doom off kind of thing, like on stage on Sunday, like the first right. of twenty frags, and and he just there was about five or six people that I saw, and he just destroyed them. I bet he did. Apparently, he's, he's a really like, good player. I know he create, sort of co-created the game, but apparently, he's really good at it as well. I think, yeah, it's a bit unfair, really. He knew the maps. He knew where the weapons were spawning. He, he created so. the maps, Sean. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's good to watch. And But yeah, how good yeah, would it be if, if you were a massive fan of Doom? And, and I am, but I'm not like one of the uber fans. I loved Doom when it came out. I mean, I used to play at Doom and Doom 2 on my PC when I first got it. It was absolutely brilliant. But imagine being like you know massively into it because the multiplayer stuff as well. Because I never played any multiplayer on it. I just played the the wads, you know, the Doom wads in it. Yeah, I did. But imagine imagine going on stage and playing the co-creator of it. 
It'd just, it'd just blow you away, wouldn't it? But he's really approachable. He's really, really decent to talk to as well. And he does a lot for that, for the Doom community and stuff. So it's, it's really nice to see him there again. I've seen him a couple of times. I've never really, I've never really spoken to him because apart from saying, oh, hello, John, I love Doom. Thank you very much. What else can you really say? I don't know enough about Doom and, and everything else that he's done to really have a chat to him, but it's always nice to see him. I spoke to Jason Bradbury. He was one of the compares from Gadget Show. Yes, the guy with the big white glasses. Yeah, and he remembered me actually from Arcade Club because I saw I didn't. Did you bug him there as well? We we were just walking around talking. I was showing him bit bits of the Arcade Club, and a good couple of years ago, but he remembered me, so that's good. Yeah, he's, he's commented. I think he's commented on some Ivectrex controllers on Twitter before. Yeah, well, do we do we know what he does now? Is he just like a sort of is he a YouTuber now? Because he used to do the gadget show, didn't he? I don't think he does that anymore. He does, yeah, like all these con- kind of contests and media personalities. I think he's on his Twitter, okay. Twitter pagey face thing. Thing, yeah, the modern, the thing these kids use nowadays. Me, 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 all that lot. Mm. Get off my lawn and things. Yeah, it's really enjoyable. And then, then where did we go in the evening on the Saturday evening? In the evening, we had to really because uh, Arcade Club has got a branch in Blackpool. Yeah, and we drove. We went to it. We, right, we got to talk about the Indian meal we had afterwards with the eight of us. There was eight of us there. The usual suspects. Eight of us old duffers went to eat in an Indian restaurant. The first one we went to wasn't open for some reason. We went to another one. And as we went in the door, all eight of us, someone was coming the other way, coming out of it, and they said to us, you're brave. Yeah. So alarm bells were ringing in everyone's ears when we sat down. My fork was filthy. And I was like, uh-oh, we're going to die eating here. And the people the people running the place were very, how would you put it? I don't want to be rude about them. <laughs> they, they, were, they looked like characters. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, were, they were perfectly perfectly lovely people, and they were very good at their job. They looked after us, but they, were, they, were, they looked like characters from like a TV show or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we had a thoroughly good meal, didn't we? Yeah, my, I, had a, I had a doner kebab. In, by the way, everyone except myself and Tony Doyle didn't have Indian. We were in an Indian, and they all had kebabs yeah. and chicken burgers and all this sort of stuff. We had Indians. We were the only authentic eaters in there. But yeah, yeah the, the size of the portion, my, my Indian was reasonable, and I wasn't that hungry because I had a massive balm in the middle mm. of the day. So I was mm. fine having just a little bit. But everyone else's was absolutely massive. They were huge portions. Do they yeah. not get fed in Blackpool? No, they, they think they have to sort of feed you a bucket full of doner meat on a, on a kebab. The kebab... The, it was the, it was vast. The naan bread was like a 12-inch pizza that you folded over. There was no way you could have folded that. Absolutely yeah, no way you'd fold you that. You couldn't fold because it it's just full of, like... Stuff. Salad, but a lot of salad, but a hell of a lot of donna meat. It's really good. Really yeah, good. Because we, we, we all thought we were going to die. And the next day, everyone was absolutely fine. So it was really good. Mm. It was really good. Mm. But after that, we piled into different cars of people who weren't drinking. And we nipped to the arcade club. Blackpool. And as soon as we got there, I was impressed because the place is quite big. It looks big from the outside. Obviously not as big as the Arcade Club Berry, which is the you know the main anchor, the huge mm. one with like three floors. But from the outside, it was four like all floors four floors. Yeah. Goodness sake. Yeah, four yeah, floors four. then. Yeah. And Andy yeah. would probably build another one on top before long or yeah. go down and underground and do one. So it was it was big 
from the outside. I own own car park, and it's really nicely lit up with a huge sign. And straight away, I was like, I like this. Before I even got there, I was like, I like this. I know they've done really good at this. And we went in, and the place is is a lot brighter than Arcade Club Berry. Mm. I noticed it's it's a lot brighter in there. There's a big area cordoned off for, for parties. It's a different vibe to it, but I really liked it. And what I noticed was from from an event we'd been to, an event we'd before we'd been to, and then you go to Arcade Club, all the cabinets at Arcade Club were absolutely perfect. Mm. Everything worked perfectly. Uh, all the marquees were lit up. All the side art was nice. Everything was absolutely bang on. And I noticed there was just an extra bit of, an extra touch of, I don't know what, class to the place. Mm. It just seemed very, very nice. Attention then, to detail. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, and the thing, another thing I liked about Arcade Club Blackpool is where there's a blank space somewhere, there's something in it. And I don't mean mm. I don't mean it's cluttered. I mean, you look at a wall and there'll be a little picture of like an arcade character or a console character. And then there'll be a poster or there'll be some neon or there'll be a Pac-Man somewhere. And it's just, everywhere it's just been, been looked at and thought, oh, we need something on there. And they've done something. And it's just, mm. everywhere you look is nice. And they got some. They got some super modern things, and they got like a VR arcade machine. What was that one with the guns? I didn't actually play it. I and, did. It was quite good. V, VR agent. Because because there's two players, and the guns and the eyeglasses come down on like a little sort of stick, a little sort of string, doesn't it? And mm. you put the glasses on and use the gun. And you said it was really good. And it didn't make you feel ill. Yeah, no motion sickness because you you're moving slowly. That's for that's the oh, I, right. That's the, I think that's the key with it. Is it an on-rails shooter then? Where you look around, obviously, and shoot. It is, and stuff? yeah, but because it's VR, you can poke your head around corners and back again. And you can like leap off of ledges and land. And oh, really? I was well impressed with it. I, was, I thought it was a really good game. Actually. I was going to venture and play it, but I was a little bit scared. Mm. <laughs> they got lots of other stuff as well. I mean, it's, it's not just catered for old duffers like us. It's catered for all ages. Because I saw people playing. Um, what do they call those little basketball things? We chuck the the balls in the hoops. They're a bit really big in America. Yeah, basketball hoopy face. That's the thing. That's the one. There's a name for them. They, they've got yeah, everywhere in America. They're big in America. But loads yeah. of people are playing them. They seem really addictive, and they've got you know mm. all sorts going on there, as well as like the decent set of arcades, a decent set of pinballs, and I think they, they they must have like the computer set up for the online play and stuff for the younger kids as well. Yeah, there's little side rooms. There was. Yeah. There's a there's a PS4 side room. I think it might eventually be a PS5 and Xbox One yeah. side room. And then there's Is there an Xbox one? Yeah, and then there's a, a Minecraft one as well. So I think oh, there's right. three little side rooms, if I can remember rightly. And then there's a party area. Yeah, the party area is really big, isn't it? A really nice looking area that. Yeah, nice bar, really well done. Mm. Good good variety of games. We've got some got a few candy cabs, a few bullet hells in there and Yeah, but not it's not overly dance done, games. is it? No, it's, it's, it's all. There is, there is a really of... good range of games. It's not just like the usual Pac-Man, Defender, Space Invaders, you know that sort of thing. There's a bunch of stuff as well as as well as those. There's a bunch of stuff as well. It's really nicely laid out. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, I went to the opening night and um, I, I did see it. I don't know if I've said this on on record. I did. We did go round in like 2019, I think, and we yeah. viewed it. We viewed it, and it was it was the old cinema, and oh right, it, it was pitch black, and we had torches, and it was leaking, <laughs> and the floor was 
soaking soaking wet and just and like some come of the, a long way then since then some of the floorboards needed sorting it looked it looked a mess yeah it, it's been completely gutted yeah yeah and absolutely. started again yeah it's, it's yeah because we had a little tour around didn't we and we, we saw some of the stuff around the back rooms which are not big enough to use for arcades and, and party areas but they were they were nicely done for stuff for the staff which i was quite mm-hmm. impressed with it's really, really nicely laid out. It looked like they put a lot of thought into it. So I was really impressed with that. The next one I've got to do is Leeds. Mm. So maybe one day... Have you Leeds, not been there? Leeds, no, not been to Arcade Leeds. Wow. Arcade Club Leeds. So you don't live that far from Leeds, do you? It's about an hour-ish. Because yeah, what we'll have to do one day is go and visit Bobby Idod and Gaz, because they're around Leeds area, mm. and we'll go there. We'll have, a, we'll have a weekend or so, or a day or something at it. Yeah. That'd be good because it's not. It's only a couple of hours for me in the car, three hours or so. So yeah, it's not too bad. Ooh, yes, right. that sounds what? good. So other stuff we you've got in the notes here, Sean. You got Boz Arcade Batsugun thing. We'll explain more in a bit. Well, the bit is now. Explain, son. What is Boz Arcade Batsugun? Well, this guy called Boz. He sent he sent me a a what would you call it? A distribution? A a, a distro? A distro like it was. A track mode mixed with... You have to explain what a track mode is now. It's a display thing. Is a front end for Groovy Mame or Groovy Arcade, which is a emulation system. You put a PC in an arcade machine, you put some like sticks and that in, and a bit of yoghurt. I knew it was going to go like that. <laughs> and, and you poke some bits into your into your arcade machine you also poke other bits let me stop you right there (laughs) no just let me stop you right there yeah it is a front end for emulators basically uh it's my it's my preferred one i like a track mode locks it's very simple yeah like myself he's done he's done this this is a pc one and it's using retro arch for the emulation Mm -hmm. and it's fantastic he's got a few videos and he's, he's he's sort of curating the games he's done about 200 and he contacted me and he said what game would you like and he said have you got batsugan special edition so he's put it on mm-hmm. and then there's a little icon of me up in the corner and then it, there's a picture saying sean's arcade approved mm. but he's, he's got all he's got so much going on with it there's there's a reflection it, it's got a proper arcade vibe there's a reflection of arcade machines in the background in the in the fake LCD glass, there's smoke coming up from a cigarette on on the left or right hand side if you're a smoker, right? Which you can turn on. But what off. does it actually do? Is it just like a sort of? Um, it's a posh. When, when, when you got your machine, when you got your machine on, is it like a sort of screensaver kind of thing? No, it plays arcade games. It's it's. All oh, right. Yeah, it's an arcade PC re- retro arch really. Retro Arch, if you know what that is, which is an arcade, which you can put on Raspberry Pi quite easily. Which yeah. Raspberry Pi comes with it, really. Retro Pi comes with Retro Arch. Yeah. So you can play all these games, and he's just been sending me things where he's got a little Xbox controller. After you can see it on the pitch, you'll have to put it in. Yeah. And it's playing Street Fighter, and as it's playing Street Fighter, that controller is moving and the buttons are pressing. Right. And some some guys reviewed this on on. YouTube and says it's the best like it's a front end really to yeah. play the game he says it's the best one he's ever seen like it's so clever do you know what the best one ever is of the front end a track mode with absolutely nothing on it all I want to see is 8-bit icons a picture of the game 
a word next to it, and that's all I need. I want it to look like it was built in 1983. That's how I that's like my ex- front ends. That's exactly what I've got. I've just got a list. Yeah, I don't, I don't like picture. fancy stuff. I just want it to be as basic as possible. Like, yeah, like, like, it, like it was a multi-game from 1983. That's what I want. Yeah, and my, my MAME on my Linux just uses the standard GUI that comes with MAME. That's all I use. Yeah, because we are simple men. Innocent that, men. That's simple men. Modern a list, a list with a picture. That's all that is. Yes. But you you can sort of. I would allow, I would allow a video of the game moving. You can, and that's can, all I want. You can put all that in, but this has got the main info in it as well. You can just sort of press a little button at the top, and you get the main info on what the game. What if I want a big is, button? Is that not allowed? Can, no, it's just little buttons. I want a massive button, the size of a dinner plate. How big's your screen? Have you got a massive, massive screen like twelve 20, foot, twenty-eight inches? That'd be a bigger button then. 28 inches of the finest CRTs I've got in my cabs. Well, some of my cabs. This is just on me laptop. Anyway, Yeah, so. God that's me. really nice of him, Boz. Thanks, Boz. Good on you, Boz. So, you went to the Alpha One meet last episode, didn't you? Down yes. in did I, did I near Southampton, Far, Farnham. Farham, he lives. Yeah, we talked about last time. Hmm. And apparently you had a, a conversation about the, you know the game Rally X. Mm. You, you know the game Rally X. The game Rally X that we've that been around <laughs> since like thirty years, and it's been called Rally X. Yeah. Well, what, what a, idiot thinks it's Rally Cross? Well, there's a discussion because Cross is used in a lot of sports. It's not really X. a discussion, is it? X is is Cross. There's lots of like no 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 no. Let me let me just stop this right here. Hmm. A cross, right? Is a mm. vertical line and a horizontal line. An X is two diagonal lines. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That's so a plus sign. When you see no a plus sign is horizontal and vertical. That would be a cross. Because it's an X and it says on the marquee X, it's an X. And you've yeah, got a picture which- here, which I'll probably put on the show notes. It's three Janky old bootleg cabs, probably British ones. Yeah, it is. Cause it's got one fifty pence piece on the front of it, and they look like I don't know, just some woody cabs. And you've got Rally Cross because it's a, a bootleg marquee, Scramble, and Space World. For a start, they're bootlegs. There was no such game as Space World. I can't even see what it's supposed. To be. I can't see the screens. I don't know what game it's supposed to be. Obviously, mm. Scramble is Scramble, and this Rally Cross is. Rally X. It looks like quite decent marquees, but yeah, we spoke to the mysterious Japanese lady, mm-hmm. and she did confirm one hundred percent that it is Rally X. But it's, I think it is spelt E K S U, and you don't say the su in Japan, do you? So it's no, Rally X. You don't say U at the end of a word. Yeah, Rally X, and then she found or. Some uh, her husband found. We can't give it away because we're not telling you the, the mysterious really, Japanese lady and the mysterious British man. Yeah, that's all we're giving away. Found the picture. Found a little video, a Japanese video. Oh, okay. of, of the games. Yeah, we can play this, this, and we can play Rally X. Rally X. So they they actually say it in a video. Yeah. So so, so as well as me being right, <laughs> I am also right, and video confirmed that I am. Right. Correct. Yeah, it was a good chat though. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really care about being right, but I am right. <laughs> you do. 
I, I've never come to think of it right. You know, in, when you go to America, there's a lot of signs, and, they, and I, when I was first over there, I wondered what it meant, and it took me like a minute to work it out. But they've got these these signs that just say PEDX. I was like, what the hell is that? And it's pedestrian crossing because they've just mm. they've just made the X a cross a crossing sort of thing, mm. and. But I've never ever heard anyone refer to Rally X as Rally Cross, ever, in all the apart, years. Apart from me and Alpha One on that video. Yeah, um, but I've no, no. I like when it. I was I like watching Rally. it. I was just basically spitting poison. It does make more sense though, doesn't it? No, because it's X. not a Rally Cross game. It's um, it's not even a rally game, is it? You're in a little car going through a maze. Do you mean yeah. Rally Maze? Maze X. Maze, no. No. Something like Elon Musk, Elon Musk would do. Maze <sighs> X. Well, enough of that bloke. Maze X. Anyway, that is the end of that. We have cleared it up. It is definitely X. We've got it from the horse's mouth. Yes. So there you go. The loves. Namco horse. The Thorica. Funnily enough, Namco did make some arcade horse racing games. Facto. They did, didn't they? Mm, riding Final Hero. F- Final Furlong was one. Is it called Final Furlong? Summit? I thought it was Riding Hero. I don't know. Never played anyway. them. They are fun, though. Because you actually sit on a horsey and move it around. <laughs> we missed a bit right at the top, actually. Adenda and Rata. Adenda and Rata. What did you get wrong, Sean? Because I didn't. <laughs> I didn't get anything wrong. I said on the previous past podcast that I've never seen a plus four in real life. This is a Commodore plus floor. Plus, yeah, or maybe a, a show. plus floor. Ugh, that's not good, is it? A plus four Commodore computer, and which I got Neil, recently. Neil twenty to five said, "Actually, mate, you posted me one." <laughs> so not only have you seen one, you've owned one and gave it away. Yeah, and posted it to him. I got it in the loft raid. Do you know what you are? Incredibly, a daft old sock full of. Frogs. Goodness. Yeah. Let's say yes to that, shall we? Yes. And the last thing I've been up to, mm. apart from playing games as normal, is I just put Depeche Mode, right? Yeah. I've got, we've got, got a new telly, I think I told you that. Mm-hmm. And I got YouTube Premium because I couldn't be bothered faffing with all the adverts. You do realise if you put a advert blocker on there, it gets rid of all that. It's very, very difficult for YouTube. It's re- Honestly, it's really difficult to do it. On the computer, it isn't. No, it's not on the computer, no. But this is on my telly, on my TV. Oh, so you tell you, me. Oh, so you tell me. Yeah, I've got a blocker on here. So this blocks it blocks your f- a phone adverts as well. Mm-hmm. And I found a found thing to block. So you're paying YouTube for YouTube videos now? Without the adverts, I yes. will never do that. I will never pay YouTube for anything, ever. So much easier. But with that, you I'd rather got die. Oh my good gold! Oh my good gold! But with that, I got YouTube Premium Music. So I thought, oh, I haven't listened oh, to Depeche yay. Mode. I haven't listened to Depeche Mode for years. So I put all their old albums, and I thought, wow, this is like going blast for the past, blast from the past. Up until just, Songs of Faith and Devotion, and anything after that's not worth listening to. Well, I, I started. Yeah, I listened to that. There was a period they did Black Celebration, yeah, Violator. Good. Music for the masses yeah. and songs of faith and devotion. Them four are what I grew up with. Like yeah. that that period, nineteen eighty six to nineteen eighty three. They're good. They're unbelievably good. And then then they sort of I, I, some great rewards. Good as well, actually. 
Yeah, the one, yeah, one before that. And I sort of got bored of them. But I've start, been starting to listen to all that. I'm starting to listen to the newer ones, and they're not that bad. Like Delta, oh. Mach- Delta Machine's quite good. But nah. it's absolutely bon- bonkers, like, instruments. Some of it's, like, bizarre techno weirdness. Like, really weird. Yeah, not keen. I like synth music, but I'm not keen on the, the later stuff. Because I've been I, to see Depeche Mode a few times, and I, I listen to sort of the new ones, I'm like, I've never even heard this before. What is it? Mm. Yeah, the old stuff much better. Much better. I think, I think it is, but mm. it's, it's been nice to listen to the new stuff. So, yeah, trip down memory lane and a trip up new memory lanes. Did you like that? That's good, that, wasn't it? You tripped up a lane. Yeah, tripped up a lane. It's not tripped surprising, up, is it? A trip up. New memory lane, making new memories one trip at a time. Another <laughs> thing, I've, another what the last thing I've been doing lately is you know, you know, I don't, I'm an advocate of not collecting. Well, I'm not an advocate, people can do what they want, but I don't collect anything as such. I mean, I've, I've had arcade machines, right? I've got rid of some, I've got new ones, I've had PCBs before, I'm getting rid of them as much as I can now because I don't need them anymore. I don't really care. I'm not one of these people who likes things pristine in a box. I would oh, never, yeah. ever collect anything that's sealed. What's the point of having something that's sealed? It's pointless. Mm. Yeah. I've started collecting bloody Famicom games. Unsealed. Yeah, unsealed, absolutely bog standard, cheap as you like. The only one thing I want on them is I don't want the, the labels to be ripped or ruined. I don't want a bit of pen on them because some of these Japanese Famicom carts. A Famicom cart, people don't know what a Famicom cart is is the Japanese version of the Nintendo Entertainment System. It came out mm. in 1983, I think, but a bit before the NES did in America and Europe. Um, and they they don't take the big grey cartridges like the NES does. It takes these smaller cartridges, and, they, and they, they've got different pins. I think they're 60 pin, and the, the NES is 72, so they don't, they're not compatible with each other without a, a, a converter. Adapter. But these cartridges are a lot smaller, and they're all in bright different colours. Loads of different colours you can get to them. So I first started buying them. I had them a while back, and I think I sold them to someone. I had a bunch of them, and I wasn't playing them. Sold them to someone. And then I've, I've got a few left over I kept, which were boxed ones. I've got about five boxed ones. And I got a Famicom a while ago, or I got an AV Famicom when I went to Portland Retro Gaming Expo in 2019. I thought... I wouldn't mind a NES, but I don't want a box, you know, the boxy one with the ones you put in the front. I don't like them. I want I want the junior one, which are the nice dog bone controllers, which was the AV Famicom. So I bought a Japanese one of them, and I, start, I bought I bought a, an EverDrive for it, so I've got all the games I ever want to play on it. But recently, I went to, I think I went up to Forgotten Worlds, which is my local-ish games place, and I just, I looked at them, I thought, oh, these are really cheap. I, just, I, I like the colours of these. I'll buy a few just to put them on the shelf sort of thing. And I've got, I think, 86 games now. <laughs> it's gone a bit bonkers. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the stuff I bought recently. But I bought, there's a, there's an online, there's on eBay, there's a seller called Japan for You. And obviously, the best place to get Japanese Famicom games is Japan, where a lot of them are cheap as chips. There are some rare ones and some sought after ones and some newer ones, which are mega bucks, of course. But a lot of them are, are like, a pound fifty to like six quid. Loads mm. of them are bought really cheap. But the only thing is, when you buy them from Japan, because they're only allowed to use, or the, the, I presume it's something to do with eBay, they're only allowed to use FedEx couriers. The, the courier price for one cartridge is over 20 quid. 
So you can buy a cartridge for quid fifty, and it's twenty quid delivery. So what I did is I put a load of them in in the the basket, and then sort of checked out. And it was a lot lot cheaper. I even emailed the guy to say I want to buy forty two cartridges. I had forty two in my basket of these cheap mm-hmm. ones. And I said, I want to buy 42 cartridges. Can you do something about the postage? Because it's still like 60 quid postage. Because it goes down a lot. It's not 20 quid each. It goes down a lot, obviously, because they're putting them in the same box. And he's very polite about it. He said, look, we can only use FedEx, but they're a really good service. You'll have them within five days. So I looked at it and thought, oh, okay, whatever. And I worked it out. And it, it worked out about four quid a cartridge. I was like, that's fine. I don't mind paying the postage. And it actually came quicker than five days. And I also bought something else from, from Hong Kong, which used FedEx as well. And that came even quicker. So, that was 160 quid, did you pay? I think it was about £160 in total. And then a few days later, I get a, a letter from FedEx saying, we're going to hit you for import duty as well. I was like, oh, great. It was 38 quid extra. So it works out that each game was about a fiver. Every single game I got works perfectly. <laughs> And there was only one out of that batch that is unplayable because it's all in Japanese text. But it's a nice colour. It's got a lovely label. So I'm, <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine with that. And it was about quid fifty again, so it's fine. They all range from about one fifty to about six or seven quid, I think. But in in those forty two, I already had two, I think. But I, Namco, obviously big arcade thing, Namco, they released the first eighteen games for the Famicom numbered. Mm. So I think number one was, was Galaxian. Obviously, it's one of the oldest games, and I think two is Pac-Man. It was Xevious, and it goes like that. It's a lot of, and there's a few in there I don't recognise from the arcade. There's one called Super Chinese, which I've never heard of, and one called Babel, I've never heard of. And I think there's one other that's not really an arcade game. So in that collect, I thought, right, I've already got Dig Dug Two. I had that in a box I bought years ago. I thought, right, I wouldn't mind getting the Namco ones because they look nice together because they're all numbered and everything. I think they're all black except Zevis, which is a gold-coloured car, I think. Um, so I bought those. I thought, right, I'll get all these in this, this thing. They're all quite cheap because they're quite common games. The only one I missed out was number nine, which is Battle City, which is the, the Famicom version of Tank Battalion in the arcade. That's what Namco oh. called it in the arcade. It's a good little game. It's a bit like combat, but a bit better. Mm. And that's the only one I didn't get, and that's the only one that's expensive. Right. So it's typical. And also, the other ones I was trying to get hold of are there's some IRAM cartridges. The first few IRAM cartridges have got a little LED on them. Because on the Famicom, there's no, when you turn the machine on, apart from seeing it come on your TV, there's no indication that that machine is on. Because the on off button yeah. has got Japanese text. So I don't know if it's on or off. If it's up or down, I don't know if it's on or off. But when you put an IRAM game in it, it was Zippy Race, Spelunker 1 and 2, Squoon. Uh, 10 yard fight and maybe one other mm-hmm. so I wanted to get those ones as well and the only one I haven't got is Spelunker 2 now and that's about 30 quid it's a really expensive one I was like don't I hate collecting things because that's what mm-hmm. happens you get them all cheap and you think oh brilliant and one comes up that's really expensive and you're like I can't not have that because the collection isn't complete it's only, it's only a silly little collection it's not like I'm buying all thousand games that ever got from Famicom or all 800 releases from Mega Drive or whatever it is. I'm just mm-hmm. buying the ones I particularly like. I'm not worried about boxes. As long as they look complete, clean, and the label's okay. Even the back label. Some of the labels at the back, what, like 
people have written on in Japanese in, in like bullet points and stuff in like in a black marker. I'm like, I don't care about that. It's okay as long as the, the front of it looks nice. I've got all sorts of coloured cartridges now, so it's really nice. So yeah, I've gone a bit mad with Famicom. And after Alex gave me that Famicom disc system, I got that I got that working. I've only got one Famicom disc game. And I'm not going to start collecting them damn things because a lot of those discs, because it's magnetic media in a very unreliable system, I don't want to get into stuff not working. The one mm. game is pretty good. But then again, I've just bought another two. I'm so, contradicting myself as I speak. I'm contradicting myself live. So you on, are a collector, air. really, aren't you? You're a oh, mad collector. Oh, God. Oh, no, what have I done? Not, not box stuff. You don't, you, you're not, you don't no, want all the pristine not. boxes on a shelf, but you do collect no, no, no. a lot of things. No, admit. no, this is the only one I actually actively look out for. I've been looking look on an eBay and think, oh, I like that one. I like that one. I've got put them in the basket. I'll buy it. And when I go to shows, like we were recently, I was looking through Alan's stuff and I was looking through console passion as well and they had a few there because it's one of those sort of underdog things nobody really wants famicom games you know they want they want the boxed saturn games and the pc engine stuff and all those sorts of you know really collectible things the poor old famicom unless you've got a japanese famicom systems where most people have got nesses you can't even play them so that's mm-hmm. the one i want to go for and, and it, the majority of the games i've got are arcade conversions and the famicom stroke nes conversions on the whole are really good versions there's a few exceptions that are a bit naff, but most of them are really good. So most of the games I've got are either arcade games or got pretty labels. That's okay. the extent of my collection. <laughs> and we'll get onto some other stuff in the wallet section as well. What have we been playing? Well, I've been playing our featured game. Yeah, I sort of haven't. It had to be done. Ish, yeah. Mm. I, I, I've gone back to been playing Batsagun Special. Batsagun Special Edition, which made it more bullet hell. You know how, how much? You, what What did the Special Edition do? Was this a ROM edition or an extra release? It was. It was an extra release at a Tokyo. I think it was a 1994 or something at Tokyo Trade Show. It never got released, but it. Oh, right, it was in Maine, it, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is yeah, but it reduced the size of the hitbox and a. And certain of the things it did to make it more bullet hell. Oh, God. Absolutely not for me, then. And I've been playing Mushihimasama, Futari, Black Label. The, is love. that the really hard one? Yeah, they're all... It's the, hard, no, it's the extra hard version of that game. Mushihimasama is the yeah, insect yeah. one, isn't it? Yeah, it looks lovely. It That's the great. game that really impressed me when I went to Japan 12 years ago. Mm. I was playing that, and I didn't know what the game was, because obviously it was all in Japanese text. It wasn't, it wasn't the European version. And I really liked it because it, it looks beautiful, but it's a bullet house, so it doesn't really appeal to me. But it looks absolutely beautiful. It's all a massive insect themed, isn't it? All the baddies are insects and stuff. It's really nice looking. I think the first time I ever saw it, you know, was at we went to Sweden, didn't we? Where Peter came in Sweden, yeah. And we went in that. What was the? I don't remember uh, the name of it. Was but it was a really a cool. tight. Uh, what was it called? Oh, Taito Hay, wasn't it? That's it. Yeah, because there's yeah, actually, there's a, actually a, an arcade. They had a row of candy cabs, didn't they? There's uh, an arcade supplier in Tokyo called Hay, I believe. Yeah, I think so. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And they had a bunch of really nice games there. Quite expensive games as well. But yeah, that was awesome when we went there. Hmm, so I played that. And I've been playing a bit of a turbo at Play Blackpool, very little bit. That was, that was another time. I'm just getting my voice back now. That was 
I don't know how long was I was there, like probably eight hours on the Saturday, about five hours on the Sunday, and I played yeah. about four games. Really? Just, I, play, I played quite a lot, actually. I got into quite a lot of games there. Just chatting to YouTubers and podcasters and people that came up. And, I was talking to a lot of people we already know, so it's a nice place to meet people there. It is. It's brilliant. That's, that's, that's the main reason I go, is for just to socialise and meet people. And, but, and, the, and the games... We've been spoilt with arcade club and other things because I was saying, because I was saying to somebody like when I, when I was at arcade club and I saw like a sit down pole position for the first time in like thirty years, I thought, oh my god, how brilliant is that? Yeah. And then Ma- Mappy with the big topper of, oh my god, that's amazing. It's a lovely uh, game, a lovely looking game, Mappy. I don't like the game itself, but it is lovely looking. It, it even does look. I think it's one of them games that I like to watch other people play well. I don't like playing it myself, mm. but I do like everything about it. Do you know what I mean? And now, we've, now we've got Blase around, and we just saw, you know, that's a yeah. Gravatar, or that's, you know, that's like a, a, an Uber rare vector game, armor attack, or something that we know. Oh yeah, yeah, it's fine, but yeah, yeah, but there's an exception to that, which I'll talk about in my bits in a minute. What I've been playing. So it's nice to be around them, and it's, mm-hmm. it, but yeah, the but we are spoiled with everything we've got in the north of England, and with yeah, all, the, all these access to all these amazing arcade machines it could just i can drive to bury in 25 minutes mm-hmm. and be playing the original 1942 or star yeah. force or yeah. you know something like that or black tiger which you know you like oh yeah it's brilliant rush <laughs> so i never really got when i was a kid they had a turbo mini in the chip shop down the road for me. I, was, I played a lot of my games when I was like, up until the age of like 12. That's the only place that, and there's a place in Bilton that had a, um, that had a tabletop Pleiades, which I played. But that was the only place that really had arcade machines because it, it was in the Midlands. They didn't really have arcades there. Mm. I used to play, obviously, the little games. But there was always in a little cab because it's a small chip shop and they usually had little sort of cabaret games. It was a cabaret version of Turbo that was in there. I used to like playing that there, but when I play it now, because they had an upright at um, Play Blackpool, I find that game's really twitchy. Things just come out of nowhere at you because of the way the game works, and they just come out Changes of nowhere. scenes automatically, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really quick. It's like, Jesus, it's just like, you know, you can't. I don't really like playing it. It's not a game I like. I much prefer pole position over that. I know people yeah. usually like one or the other, and I prefer pole position. So I've been playing, obviously, as well as collecting these damn silly, colourful, lovely games these Famicom games, and obviously the disc system. I've been playing, when I get the games, what I do is, I, with that 42, it took me like two days to do it, because I never love time, is I clean them out with like a Q-tip and isopropyl alcohol. I clean them and then and try them out. And they all, every single one work. Every single Famicom game I've got, all 86, work flawlessly. I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's possible to break a Famicom game. Honestly, I don't think it's possible. They all work yeah. closely. So I was playing all those. I was playing them just a quick go. But the ones that really stood out is um, on the, the disc system, and I'll tell you how I played that later on as well, is I can play lots of games on the disc system, even if I've only got one disc. Um, there's a game called U-Maze. Have you ever played it? I've heard of it. I think it is in the arcade with a slightly different spelling of U-Maze, like U-Maze mm. or something. Mm. And it's, it's, a, it's a game very like head-on which I don't like in the arcade. It's a horrible game, which I, I just can't play very well. But it's like that. But it's, You know how Arkanoid is a, a sort of spiritual successor to Breakout and Involfide is a sort of spiritual successor to mm-hmm. Kicks. 
This is like a spiritual successor to head-on. So there's extra weapons in it. You can turn around. You can blow stuff. And it's just a really cool little game. It's a really nice game to play. Really like that one a lot. Another game I found I've never seen before. It's a game called Electrician, which is a really simple... It's not really a platform game. It's I don't know what it is. It's just a I nice think, game. I think Pixel Hunt may have done you, maybe, didn't they? Because they did this, didn't they? So, yeah, that, that one's really good. Um, then this is what I was going to say about... You know, you, you said earlier... We were, we're spoilt nowadays with obviously the arcades in the UK. There's ones in Bristol, there's ones in Bridgewater, there's ones in up the north. There's some in London with the Four Quarters, all this stuff. There's lots of arcades around we, we can go to if you're lucky enough to live near them. But this is one I've never played before and I've never seen. They may have it at the Galloping Ghost because they've got so many at the Galloping Ghost, but I can't remember it. Is the Atari game Quantum. Mm which is absolutely brilliant. And I'd never... I knew exactly what the game was like. I've played it on main before, and you can't play it very well because you need a trackball to play it. But basically, this is a, a colour vector game, and you've got you've got a little dot, a little spaceship dot thing. And as you move the trackball, it leaves a trail behind you. you just got to draw rings around things. And it kind of reminds me of a, a really old Deco game called Disco Number no. 1. I think it's a mm. Deco game. Don't quote me on that. I'm sure the robot will be in to tell me in a minute. There's an old game called Disco Number no. 1 where you have your joystick and you've basically got to dance around the different characters on the game to, to get them and get the points. But on this one, you draw a rough ring around something. When you join the ring up or whatever shape you make with it, it kills the thing off and you get points for it and you get multiples and stuff and you get different attacks attacks later on. It's, it's just a really cool game because it's a colour vector as well. It really pops out of you. And it's just one trackball, no buttons apart from start, and that's it. No buttons, just a trackball. And you just ring, ring stuff around. It's, it's really good. But the thing is, with that game as well, you don't see it very often because it's a really, really, really rare cab. They're really expensive because there's not many, and it's the only one I've ever seen in the UK. I know that for a fact. I'm sure of it. And that was at Arcade Club. Yeah, Arcade Club Blackpool. And the other one is Mario Brothers. The original Mario Brothers, where you you got to bump the enemies from below and kick them over. Yes, mm. you've heard that correctly. I have protested loudly on this podcast for the past God knows how long how terrible that game is because it's got inertia. When you when you stop, you don't stop to a sudden halt. You skid, and as you jump, your trajectory of jumping is a bit weird as well. But I got into. I thought I was, I was watching someone play it, and I thought, I'll have a go at this, and I'm really getting into it. And now I want it on the Famicom, of course, of course, of course, because I think it's an orange car, as well, which I quite like. But yeah, <laughs> Mario Bros. Brothers, Bros, Mario Bros. Apparently, it's better with a two-player game. But I think with a two-player mm. game, you can actually. I notice that when you play the game, when you kick a character over and they're sort of on their back, and you've got to go and you've got to go and kick them. If another another baddie hits and they turn around and go the other way, and it's the same with your two. Uh, player characters. If you if you if you run to Luigi, you both sort of bump each other out the way. You can jump on each other's heads and move each other around and basically get in the way of each other. I don't think I'd like that. But when I was playing it, I actually got to stage six or seven, which is when you start getting these. They're called fighter flies. The different characters. The first time you get the po- the Coopers, the turtles. Then you get the I think they're called sidesteppers, which are the crabs. Which you got to hit twice. Then you get these these. Um, fighter flies and you can only knock them over when they hit the ground because they sort of jump they do like a leap and as they hit the ground you can only get them when they're on the ground so i was getting getting further into the game and when i was talking to charlie far about it and also sol 
we were talking tactics, and when I watched Charlie Fire play it, because if you don't hurry up, you get these swirly fire things coming after you, and you can actually bump them away as well. I didn't realize you could do that. Mm. If they're near the ground and you bump them from underneath, it gets them gets rid of them for a while, so it gives you more time. And Charlie Fire was telling me I had to play it a little bit, and I was like, ah, there's some depth to this game. So I'm getting into that one a bit more. I do like it now, which is weird, because yeah. I've hated that game for years and years and years, and now I quite like it. It's good to, it is quite refreshing to have your mind change sometimes. And it's definitely with me with this one, yeah. And mm. I also bought a while back on the Famicom again, Ice Climber, because it was cheap. And I thought, you know, it's quite a nice cartridge, nice label on it, nice Nintendo label, and nice Nintendo artwork. So I bought that, and I was playing that the other day, and I had a quick go of it just to check it out. But I want to try and get into that as well, because it's a similar kind of game where you, you bash things from the bottom and then jump on top to dig it higher and higher. So I'm going to try and get into Ice Climber as well. We might have to do that on the podcast one day because it's a versus version of Ice Climber for the arcade. Mm. Mm. And of course, Interesting. they had a Bosconian there. And whenever I see a Bosconian arcade cab in the wild, I will play it because I've got one at home. My one is a, a, an Isis, a sub-electro Isis converted themed Bosconian, which uh, I'm getting my board repaired for it at long last, because I've had it for so long not working. Someone's kindly doing it for me now. Um, I always play Bosconian. And the one they had there was turned up to 75. It was so hard. Mm. And when I was playing it, I was talking to, I think Tronads was watching me, I was in date, uh, Charlie Fire was there. And I said, God, this is a really hard version. And they went, oh yeah, but someone's got 450,000 on that. I was like, Jesus, that's a massive score. And I, I explained... There are different ROM versions of it. And there's one yeah. with auto-fire, there's one without, there's one that's... It's just a bit more difficult because the, the patterns are different. Because when you go around getting the different green ships, the patterns are different on them. And that's how I know it's a different ROM version to the one I've got. And I found out recently the one I've got is a unique ROM version. It's not been dumped before. So oh, yeah. that's going to get dumped soon. It's going to be known as the 10 pence Bosconian. I think the person who put it forward gets to name it, even if it's still Bosconian. I think it's going to be, it'll say, you know, it's given in by 10 pence arcade or whatever. So yeah, oh, my brilliant. version is different and my version is a lot easier. And then when Charlie Farr was playing it, I was watching him and he had about 150 odd thousand. Oh, that's good. And he said, yeah, you're right. This, has been, this is a really hard version. That score on there, they must have a high score save on it. His his score from about a year ago, but he said it was a lot easier then. So they may have put the dips up to hard version because there's lots of different versions, you know, different um, skill levels on that game. So maybe they put uh, the, the could, um... ROMs up. Uh, maybe put the dip switches up or something. But yeah, I always I always play Bosconian when I see it because it's such a lovely cab. It's the same shaped cab as a Pac-Man or a Galaxian or whatever, but it's just a nice game to play on a proper cab. Really nice. It's a lovely and, game. It's a great game. Of course, I played 1942 quite a lot there as well, because I always play that and I go to the arcade as well. Hmm. Talking about arcade, Sean. Arcade news. The biggest news in arcade land at the moment, especially in the UK, is Alex's new venture as, the arcade, as an arcade museum boss. He's doing an arcade museum, as we've spoken about before. He's, ne- he's now been powered up to its final form. The place is going to be called... <laughs> Arcade Archive, which is good because it's a museum, you see, and he's archiving things. Uh, and it's got a fancy new logo as well, which we'll put some pointers in the uh, the show notes about some of the videos he's been up to. But this is going to be an upcoming arcade, basically, with you know an arcade archive museum 
theme and vibe to it, but obviously hands-on, you can touch everything and play everything. And this is in Chalford in Gloucestershire. Uh, he's been showing me, on the video you watch, if you go on the show notes and click on the links, he's showing some of the games. They've got some quite old games to start with, and they're progressing through the 80s and stuff. And he's showing the ones that they got to restore, and they're talking about all those. But I've seen some of the stuff he's got these not shown yet and I'm very excited about it and I'm excited about this because when this opens I'm going to take a trip down there probably stay the night and go to this and I hope you'll be going as well were you sure definitely 100 percent it's gonna be a good one you're gonna really get behind this one I'm really looking forward to it it looks very promising at the moment very promising and we're going to get Alex on Uh, we couldn't quite do it for this one because it's only the last few days he's 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 um, released the the logo and the name and the new website and everything else in his videos. And we he's couldn't changed quite his get him channel, on. Hasn't he? He's changed. He's not yes, he's, he's going arcade. full into it as well. Yeah, he's but changed. His he's channel. only done it recently, but I'm also going to talk to him and ask him a load of questions about what's going on with this arcade archive place and mm. what I was thinking. Yeah, I've got some thoughts about this. I need to get some, you know, get some research, some questions, and everything for him we've got to interview him and hopefully i want to try and do it before next month's arcade we want to get it out soon because i think he's trying to open at the end of the month perhaps yeah but I won't, don't quote yeah. me on that because he, he's got a lot of work to do and whenever he's ready he's going to be ready uh, but yeah we, we need to try and get and talk to him and and just throw questions at him like shurikens of arcade stuff yeah really maybe, not that, maybe, just, maybe not just, that violently you know paper ones yeah Paper yeah. questions and stuff. They can, yeah. they can hurt, they can. That is, that is the biggest arcade news in the UK, for me anyway, especially. Anyway, yeah. Anything else been going on? Uh, well, today, Billy Mitchell have been over in the UK. I think they went to EAG, EGX, is it? EGX. I've got a feeling they were at four quarters as well, actually. Yeah. Playing Pac-Man. I think well, Billy Mitchell was obviously playing Pac-Man. But yeah, 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 I didn't see that. Didn't really, obviously not in London anymore. Couldn't go on to meet him or whatever anyway, so. Hmm. There's not not a lot of news, really, is there? There's there's some new news, but we don't want to put that in. There's there's new games being released all the time. Really. Yeah. If you just check Arcade Heroes website, it's yeah, they're not really it, for us. Those games are they? Are they a lot of ticket redemption stuff and old games being renewed and revamped? There, there is a lot. There is a lot of ticket redemption, but there's also these huge big event games as I call them you know you just mm. you put a quid in and you can't progress and you, that's it and... yeah, they, they are real money earners I know arcade games have always been money earners but these things seem to be very money earners put a quid in you're on it for three minutes that's it Can't you can't loop the game you can't if you're really good you can't really play it for very long it's sort of designed that even if you're a master player you still only get a quid's worth for three minutes or whatever it is so I'm not really into those games yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to get like the experience you can't have at home because they're so massive and guns and wind yeah. and shaking, shaking seats. Wind, and all that kind of, well, wind. I don't want that. What's it? What's it? What's it called? House of the Dead. Scarlet, Five, isn't it? Yeah, Scarlet Dawn. God That's knows. good. That I used to, I used to play that when I've never liked gun games, mate. I, I quite like playing through it. It was good when when it, everything was quiet and people had locked up and gone home. On a Wednesday, this is because we had like Wednesday was yeah. like repairing day, and I sort of sorted all the stock out and that. And when everyone had gone home, I stayed and played through that. Do you know before, what? And I, I quite like it. I did. I, really. I I sort of lied a little bit 
I do like gun games, but I like the gun games from the 60s and 70s where you had a massive backdrop and it was a light gun. Because mm. I, th- I think just pointing a, a, a little plastic gun at a screen at arm's length is pointless. It's just really silly. But when you've actually got to, you're playing almost like skeet shooting, that's pretty good. Those Remember the old the old um, light gun games? You used to, a light used to fly past, you used to just point a gun at it and shoot. And it was like yeah, 20 feet yeah, there's, away. There's one at arcade. There's, there's a modern version of it called yeah. Shoot, Shoot Away Pro. That is a, just, that is a modern version of the old Namco shoot 'em up uh, shooter thing, whatever it's called. And as well. you do see do see the light go across the screen, and it is a big projector, and you've got like a rifle. I will be playing that next time I go to arcade club because I used to love that game in, in the arcade. Because there's lots of projection games like that when I was a kid. Is, was there one in Leeds? I'm not sure. Because you actually had sure. almost like a a sort of copy wooden gun, like a rifle you used. It wasn't a plastic mm. pink or blue thing like you get, a, you know, with point blank and all that lot it was actually a big wooden rifle when i was a kid they were heavy for me so that's the kind of thing i used to like in my own personal arcade which is downstairs uh, mr porchy lovely fella has taken my poorly bosconian pcb to fix uh i said earlier he's found out that the, the game is a weird factory apparently mishmash pcb so it's a two-layer pcb one half of it is a namco bosconian and the other half of it is a Namco Xevious board. And apparently it's got undumped ROMs on it, which I didn't know about. Mm. So I know this board's weird because the ROMs in it have got, like, I think, boss and a number. So they're actually factory ROMs with factory labels on. But I noticed when I, when I bought it years ago, it, it's got, like, you know you know the hot snot glue, sort of rubbery glue stuff, like a hot glue gun they've put on there? They mm. glued the ROMs into the sockets. You can get them away. You can just knife it away. It's easy to get off. But for some reason, they've, they've hot glued them in. I presume if it was rattled about, they wouldn't move. But why would you do that? It's weird. But maybe it's because it was a factory prototype or something. I don't know. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, you'd use like a sturdy jam, wouldn't you? If you want anything like that. Yeah, or... or some chewing gum, maybe. Yeah, maybe a bubble gum. Or, yeah. I don't know, maybe a mojo, chewed up mojo, pull that in there. Never what's got that? that? Sweetie, you know what a mojo is? No, mojo. Oh my God, people write in and give Sean grief about not knowing what a mojo is. It was a one-piece suite when we were kids. Little wrappers around them. I probably would remember if I saw one. Sean, you're losing your bottle, mate. You're losing your, your mind's gone, mate. Your, <laughs> your nut's gone, mate. You don't know what a mojo is. What do you mean you don't know what a mojo is, you slag? <laughs> Get out. Go and buy some mojos down the shop. Idiot. Okay. Um, um, yes, anyway. Of it. Yes. Uh, apparently, yeah, it's going to get mm. submitted to MAME as well for a weird undumped version, which is nice. I like that. Lovely. Biscuits with you. Biscuits with you. I don't know about you. Biscuits with you. Okay. This is the most serious part of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Where I review. You need to get a bit more serious on your YouTube channel, you know. I've got, yeah. Before we do the biscuits, yeah, I think you're always messing around. I think the next one should be a serious one because I think you, your listeners, your viewers deserve a bit of finesse to your videos, don't you reckon? I think I might do a serious one. Yeah, I think you should. Mm. Oh, go on, sorry. Carry on. Biscuit <laughs> review, please. 
Biscuit review. This is a Fox's Cream Crunch, which which Ooh, is really it. like the, the Hobnobs OT creams. So the cream crunch is like a, it's like a two ginger biscuits really with a with the custard Ooh, center. You've ruined it for me by putting ginger in there. I don't like ginger. Ginger biscuits. I think they. I think they are. But I don't think they're as good as the hobnob OG creams because you've got two hobnobs with the vanilla centre. Mm-hmm. So this is what what I call the posh custard creams. But th- it's nice, but it's not as good as the hobnobs. Oh, no, sirry, me, no, sir. Yeah. Mm. And also put in here, also the best before date on these is not relevant in our house. They don't stay in the packet long enough. Seconds. No chance. Seconds. I noticed as well, I've got a biscuit review, and I can see on the picture here, which has got the picture of the wrapper only, because they've been eaten, obviously. It says best before 7th of March 2023. There's no way, no way on earth, there's not an ice cube's chance in hell of those biscuits staying here for the next five months. That wasn't going to happen. They lasted about 25 minutes. Um, these are Tioni's cookies. Handmade, apparently. I'm not sure where Mr. Porchy got them from, but he did get them for me. Well, for us, and I've eaten them all. Mm. Right, <laughs> uh, chocolate chip. Oh, oh, they were big. So these, he, he thrust these into my sweaty palms on play, play backball on Sunday. I was supposed to share them with you, Sean, but you didn't. But but, but I, I I didn't. Uh, uh, hold on a minute. <laughs> you had those nasty nana flavored jammy dodgers, didn't you, from uh, Basil the Sane the last time yeah. I went to an event? So you can have them. I had these. I win. I, I saw him a couple of times. Didn't get around to sp- speaking to him at weekend. I just but, said, I just sort of wave, and then I thought, oh, I'll go and find him and speak to him. I never did. Maybe he was Basil the insane. We couldn't see. Him. Maybe he's gone insane and he's still maybe. wandering around Blackpool, looking for his jammy dodgers. Nana dodgers. Nana um, dodgers. Anyway, these were good. They were eight in a pack, so obviously they were very good. Expensive, not many in a pack. Quality, large. They're about. Four inches in diameter, quite big, quite hard as well. You need a good good chomp on to get through them. So nice and crispy <laughs> and crunchy. And they made a hell of a mess. Crumbs everywhere. Um, mm. but yeah, I did like them. They didn't have that many chocolate chips on either, which was a good thing. More crunch, right. less chip. Yeah, good. I like that. Oh, mm. okay. Would recommend. I've seen that logo before. Have you? Yeah, that blue logo. I've got a feeling they might have gotten from T-Bay Services because they've got a really nice farm shop there. I think so. Because mm. I got some that you didn't have. Oh, uh, what, eh? When? With that logo one, I think. Or did I was going to say, I pack? thought someone give you some. I'm going to smack you one in a minute. I thought we both got a pack of similar like that anyway. Maybe. Recent pickups. So I've been buying... They're not arcade. They're, they're arcade-ish because a lot of them are arcade titles. I bought forty-two. I think it was forty-two Famicom carts from that one seller, and about nine or ten others since then. I've also bought two, two, not one, two sharp, the make sharp twin Famicoms, presumed faulty. So when you buy something from somewhere in Japan, or if it's a Japanese seller, and they say something is junk, in inverted brackets, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it's ready for the bin. It basically means untested. When I was in Japan right. all those years ago, I remember being in an arcade 
supplying shop. They did PCBs and buttons and joysticks and all that sort of stuff. And I picked up something out of this bin and I said, oh, can I buy this? He went, no, 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 junk, junk, no, junk. And basically meant, meant untested. If I'd sort of pushed him and said, it's okay, I can repair it, he probably would have sold it to me, but he didn't want to sell it to me. I don't think he wanted to sort of let you down. But these were these were described as junk. There's a red twin Famicom. A twin Famicom is basically, it's got the cartridge port and the disk drive for the Famicom disk games, in both in one, so you don't have to have the separate parts and plug them in. And it's got the hardware inside that does the the extra RAM, the extra sound and all that sort of stuff for the, for the Famicom disk system part. So I bought those. There's a red one and a black one, and they've got the controllers and everything in them and that. So when I got them... I took them apart before I even plugged them in. I had a look inside. The red one was absolutely covered in fluffy dust. It looked like someone had had a really hairy carpet and it's been lying around on the floor for years and just got loads of carpet detritus in it. Loads and loads and loads of like sort of hairy fibres in it. It wasn't it wasn't dirty dust. You know, when you get some stuff from an arcade, it's got horrible filthy De- dust in it. This detritus. was Detritus. Like I like that word. Detritus. Isn't this that was like Detroit. So I'm going to use that here at work tomorrow. Are you trying to tell me how a word is said the way you are, <laughs> the what the what you do, Sean? Detritus. 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 And anyway, okay. these yeah, uh, Famicoms, uh, I sort of give them a good clean out first. I had some air. I had some air in a can, like a compressed air can. I give all that out. And the red one, put the cart. I put a, a cart in there. Works perfectly. Because also they're AV. An original Famicom is only RF, and you've got to mod it to put on it to play on a European TV. So these things are already AV. These go straight in a normal, a normal yellow jack, and they work. So the cartridges in both of them work fine, but the black one, as soon as you touch the cartridge, it crashes. So I had to mm. sort of have a look at that one. And also, both the floppy disk systems have got no belts in. The belts are rubber, and they just degrade over time and just turn to dust. And mm. I, when, I, when I went in there, I picked loads of bits of belt out as well. So they obviously weren't going to work. But the belts are about £3.50 each. They're so nothing but a little rubber belt. But both of them worked, but the black one had a problem. So I was talking to Simon Locke Argon on Twitter, who's a really, really intense, good fixer and repairer of consoles. He repairs all sorts of stuff. And he goes really into depth into fixing. He's not just like he'll fix that and that. He'll do everything. He's really good. And I asked him loads of questions. And... In the end, I, I unsoldered the 60-pin cartridge slot, took it out. I thought, right, I'm going to replace it. I think the cartridge slot. So I was testing loads of things, and I was doing loads of stuff to it. And when I got it in the light, there was loads of dust and just hairy stuff in the cartridge slot. And that's probably what the problem was. The cartridges weren't seating properly, and they were just rocking around. But I've got a new one on, on order, and when that comes, I'll just sold it, and I think it'd be fine. I've also had since the belts back. I've replaced the belts, but the drives still aren't working properly. They keep coming up with errors when they're trying to load the games. So I've sent all three of the the, the drives I've got to Simon Locke to have a look at. He's, he can actually calibrate them. He's got the hardware and the software to calibrate them. Oh wow! So he said he'd do them for me for, for good, a really good price as well. It wasn't too bad at all. Um, but what I'm going to do is when I have them back, because I probably won't even use them, I'm going to probably sell one of the Famicom terms, keep the red one, because I like the red one, sell the other one. But what I also got, is I forgot to say in the, the Screaming Wallets, this section here, 
is I bought a Famicom Disk System FDS stick. So you put the, the main bit into your Famicom, which is in the cartridge slot, and is the cable that usually goes to the Famicom Disk System. You plug this stick into it, and you can fill this disc, this stick, like a USB stick, full of ROMs, the FDS images. And that's right. how I'm playing all these different games. I don't ever want to use the, the actual discs. So it's basically like an EverDrive, but for the disc system. And I've been playing lots of games on that. So they're the main things I've been buying lately. So some of the carts in here, I'll, I'll talk, I'll, there's loads of them. I won't do all of them, but there's quite a lot I bought. And these are the sort of arcade ones. I've got 1942, Mappy, Balloon Fight, Circus Charlie, Gallagher, Commando. It's all these games, Sky Kid, Galaxian, all these sort of you know really good games, a lot of Namco ones. But the ones that are, they're all pretty good. They're all actually, they're all really good ports of it. I mean, they're really good. They're not like 8-bit computer ports are a bit dodgy. They're really good ports of it, and they work really nice. They play really nicely. The ones that are an exception that are not very good is Commando. Have you ever played Commando on the NES or, or the Famicom? No, never even seen it. It's really flickery, and it's bad. The collision detection's bad. The game's bad. And you even go down holes, and you, you go and you have a little fight in, and save the prisoners down these underground. It's really weird. It's bits they've added to it which you really didn't need to. It's quite bad. And the other one is... Um, is Pac-Land. Have you ever played Pac-Land on the, on the NES? No, it's bad enough on the arcade. Yeah. <laughs> Pac-Man is the size of a pea. All the graphics are really small on it, and it just looks weird, man. Really weird on Famicom. <laughs> so I wasn't into that at all. Not great. Oh, the other one I've got is Hyper Olympic and Hyper Sports. Now, they're games I used to play as a kid in the arcade, because we had one at our school um, youth club. We used to play at lunchtime, because a load of us just crowd around it and play it. And you can't play those two games on the NES or the Famicom unless you buy the controller that comes with it. So you have to have like a button controller to run, and it won't run with a pad. You can't use the pad at all. So I actually made a controller for it. It's quite easy to make. They're not that difficult to print out. It's only three buttons or two buttons. So I made a controller, and I've been playing that as well. And I also fire on it. Ah, I haven't done it yet, but I might do just for... Cheatiness, because you can just yeah. like run at full speed when you've got auto fire on it. Yeah. yeah, so I might do that, and also need to make try and get the hardware. There's a PCB made for it, and the build of materials. You can actually make an Arkanoid dial controller for the Famicom as well. You don't need that to play Arkanoid. You can play Arkanoid with a pad on a on a NES or a Famicom, but when you've got the dial, it'll, be, it'll play better, I reckon. So I need to do that mm. soon. Hopefully, get the the bits to do that. Listener feedback. So we've got Mr. Drisky. He says he's still sulking at that Sean and Holly got to go on a three-screen buggy boy. That was Ollie Alpha One's meet. Yeah. That is on my bucket list to play. Everything crossed that the only get lets it go to play Blackpool. Well, it's not going to happen, is it? Because, no, well, it it's massive. Happen. You're not going to be moving that big cab around. No. It's a pri- private owner, so no. And he's, put, he's also not a fan of just discs of Tron. I said I'd never seen a Discs of Tron before, and I was saying I'd never seen an EDOT, an environmental Discs of Tron. Right. And Mr. Drisky was saying, yeah, there's one at Berry, and, and we got a bit confused and said, no, that's not, that's just a stand-up. Yeah. You know, the, the environmental one, I'd never seen one before, and I got to stand in it and play it. The game's still not great. I played one at Logan Arcade in Chicago. I think it was 
the first time I went to Chicago, not when I went with you and Mr. Tronads mm. and, and Whitney. I think it was when I was there a few years before. They had one in there. It's lovely to stand in. It's, 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 it's a spectacle. The game I don't think very much of. I, I hate Tron. I absolutely hate everything to do with Tron. Don't like the film, don't like the pinball, don't like the games or anything. But that thing looks amazing. It's got all these like black lights in it and neons and stuff. It does look really nice. But I don't like the game at all. Uh, Don Gratton's been on. He said, played a few credits of The Punisher and it brought back all that I despise of arcade games. The inflated six-digit scores, kung fu screams, and most unfortunately excessive button mashing. Hope your biscuits are soggy and not from tears shed over QE2 passing the Queen. No, they're not. <laughs> Thomas Lubbock, him who did the nostalgia, great nostalgia story last time. Mm-hmm. He spotted some on, it looks like, University Challenge, and it's Lizzie Biscuits. Ooh, that's is that the, a real name, Lizzie Biscuits? Uh, I doubt it. And he's put, is this this SH or VM's partner in Only Connect? Oh, it's Only Connect, something called Only Connect this evening. I don't watch game shows, do you? No, not anymore. I, no. I, used to, I used to like play your cards. Right? <laughs> Didn't you do well? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. uh, Michael Well Vell has been on. Uh, he says, in MAME, I noticed you can only move in Treasure Island when hitting the diagonal. This is a long time ago we did Treasure Island, isn't it? Mm. You mentioned that this would be installed in a cocktail cabinet in the early 80s with a four-way joystick rotated 45 degrees. But I think it was probably an eight-way that made you hit diagonals. According to Clove, it is an eight-way game with a jump button. The latter is incorrect as you cannot jump but only throw. This also might be the first isometric game. It was before Zaxxon. Zaxxon. Maybe. Mm, okay. I should look into that. Mr. Deadlock has sent us a picture of his daughter saying, Hey, Tenpence, Sean, my nine year old daughter is really getting into The Punisher, and there she is in front of a, a nice looking CRT screen there. Yeah. Playing The Punisher. Yes. Uh, tin, brother of whatever metal you want to put in there. Uh, he says, much silliness, even from R. Victor in this latest one. Thanks, gents, as I ever, I bloody loved it. After the tinkle pit motivation coming from Mr. 20 to 5, I'm a bit gutted to have not even fired up the cab once for Guzzler. Well, is, this, is this old um, feedback then? You missed that one. And we'll have to make amends for the next one. So hopefully, Mr. Tin, you've been playing The Punisher. No, Guzzler was the last one, wasn't it? Mm. So we're... Yeah, of course, that we covered the last time. So, yeah, it's up to date. Missile number five. Did, 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 did. Missile number five. You remember that song? I do not know what you're about. I can see an idiot moving around and make noises coming out of your face. I don't know what you're about and get on with it. Missile is Mambo number five, isn't it? Hi, guys. Some feedback for your lovely, lovely faces. I love your faces. They're the best fit. I'm sorry, I'm just making stuff up, aren't I? I've still been listening to a lot of your old podcasts. Really enjoyed the Bosconian one with Alex. Yeah, it was a long time ago. And I'm interested to see the rise of the Holly <laughs> and the Megazone incident. I still sometimes play Megazone. Don't. Stop I do, it. honestly. I still like it's it. It's a terrible game. Obviously, you voted for it. I was wondering if Phil Victor still likes in television. Nope. Oh, okay. Sold it, got rid of it. Boring. Since he's been talking about it a lot in these early podcasts, I had one as a kid, and my favourite game was at, my games were Atlantis and Super Cobra. I wonder what. Atlantis could have been that scramble thing that me and Drisky played. No, Steve it isn't. Super- Atlantis on the in television is a different game, I think. Yeah, it's uh, a crosshair game. Oh, uh, 
You don't get hairs crossed because they'll run across the road and run away. Mm. Atlantis works really well with a 16-directional pad because it gives you extra precision with the targeting crosshair. Also, you won't like this, but I listened to the Space Firebird episode and really got into the game on MAME. Wouldn't mind getting a cocktail table at some point in the future. I saw one in Brooks Collectibles in Blackpool many years ago. Reminds me of the kind of slightly quirky but still good shooter I would see in a chip shop back in the day and then would never see again anywhere else. Keep up the good work with the podcast. You are much better than the bo- than the, than the long-haired one. Thanks, himself I. Yeah, Missile well. 5, if I were you, this is honestly decent advice. Just play Space Firebird on main. Don't ever buy a cab because they break down a lot. The PCBs on them weren't that reliable. And I, everyone I know who've had a Space Firebird, it's broken down at some point. So I'd just stick to emulation if I were you. Mm. Decent game. Decent game with a few quirks. A, a, quite an original take on Galaxian, I think. Yeah, I don't like it. I think it's janky. It doesn't. Mm. It really doesn't fit in with what Nintendo were doing at the time. I don't think Nintendo wrote that game. I think someone else programmed it for them. It might have been Ikigami, who did Donkey mm. Kong and some of the early games. But it just doesn't. It doesn't seem. It's not the style of Nintendo. So I, I've never really liked that one. But I much prefer Cosmic Alien or Galaxian or one of them kind of games where you know the, the, the baddies swoop down at you. I've never really mm. liked that one at all. Never liked Space Fire, but it's got interesting sounds. It's got really weird sounds to it. On oh, an ori- original cab because they're like TTL sounds, and I don't think the sound is that em- well emulated in Maine. Friendly shoutouts. Right, I'm going to give shoutouts to the mysterious Japanese lady. Ooh. For sorting out the great Rally X debate. And what was the outcome? I was right. I thought so. I thought so. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah. I do I do like to call it Rally Cross because it's obviously <sighs> make, makes more sense. <laughs> and uh, shout out to everyone I met at Play Expo. I think you can tell I've still got a bit of a sore throat from talking for two days. And all the friends, podcasters, and YouTube. It's what makes the event. It's just so. Just even just to sit down and have a meal with you, like it's just brilliant. Mm, just it was so, fun. Yeah. Especially after all the pandemic and that, when everyone's back to normal and giving cuddles and licking each other's faces. It's oh, no, 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 no. No, don't, don't, don't do, do that. that. Don't do that, kids. So, yeah, every, uh, everywhere. And a quick one, a shout-out to Mr. Porchy, who's still trying to sort the mouse PCB out. It was nearly sorted at your place, but there are a few janky bits. Like mm. the, the mouse wasn't exactly on the floor on the first level, like hovering a pixel above it. Yeah. And every time he tries to repair it, he, think he thinks he has done and something else goes wrong. And he apparently was telling me... There's Fujitsu he's, chips or something. Yeah, Fujitsu chips from this 80s are really... Even I know this. They are well known to be terrible. They just didn't last. And, and nearly every time, you, if you find, if you're trying to repair a board and you see it's got Fujitsu EEPROMs on it, the first thing you do is get them off, whether they work or not, and reburn them to another brand. Because Fujitsu are terrible. They're awful. I don't know if they still are nowadays, whatever they make nowadays, but Fujitsu, horrible. And he was saying he's, he's taken about 50 Fujitsu. I'm not, just taking, I'm not just saying he's taken them out of sockets and replaced them. He's unsoldered them. And then soldered sockets in and replaced them with different branded chips or whatever they, they needed. So yeah, that is, that is awful. You, uh, Sean, when he's finished that board and he's got it hundreds, you or I have to buy it 
off of it. Well, he, he won't keep it because um, he, he usually buys things like that for a challenge to get work into, explore, look at, look at the code, do things to it and stuff. And, and then he'll get rid of it again. He's not a collector like us. Um, so one of us has to give that thing a home. It's hmm. good. Yeah, either you or me, I definitely got to do that because it's such a great game as well. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is absolutely amazing. Who would you give shout outs to, Mister Marland? I'm going to give some. Hopefully, I don't miss anyone. I really don't. Oh, I, I'm not like you. It's just a blanket shout out. You know, <laughs> and, and get away with it. So the first one is uh, Bobby. I've never shouted out to a blanket. Yeah, I, I'd shout at blankets all the time. Bloody blankets! <laughs> <laughs> you and your pillowcase mates. Shut up. First ones, Bobby, Idod, and Gaz, who made the trek from Leeds to Blackpool. Uh, the trio of twits, myself included, was complete again. We've got a uh, a, a WhatsApp group, and we, we talk about console stuff and make stuff for each other and you know generally just chat about different things. So that's us three together, together, in one place. Mm. Oh, that's good. Also, thanks to Gaz for the four Famicom carts, which was Donkey Kong, which I didn't have, Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey Kong 3, uh, and a dodgy 320-in-1 bootleg cartridge, which is quite good. Those four carts I didn't have, and now I have. It's good. Uh, big shout-out to Porchy, who gave us, the royal us, eight rather fine biscuits, and he took my PCB to fix. To give it a right fix-up. Uh, we also do, you, myself, Mr. Porch, and uh, Mr. 20 to 5, we need to have a meet-up, a play date, soon. We need to get that mm. sorted. Either your or his or their houses, somewhere to travel to and have a good get-together, have a big meal, play games, have a gym jam sleepover, <laughs> in men in their near 50s. Yeah, that sort of thing. We need to do that soon. It'd be really good. Oh, I like um, that, near 50s. Yeah. Uh, also, thanks to Gainer at Arcade Club Blackpool for giving myself and Sean a behind-the-scenes tour of the new venue. Very nice to yeah, look around there, wasn't it? It's good, really good. Yeah. It's lovely. Mm. Uh, Mark X Mosquito, who I met again at Bla- uh, Play Blackpool. I've met him before. Uh, but I only ever get to meet up with him now and again. So it's lovely to talk to him. Uh, to see him, to see him nice. Uh, Mr. Tronads, which is, we don't thank Tronads for anything, do we? I do. Oh, thank him for being a troll. Troll Nads. I have to thank him, obviously, for coming and meeting and playing games with us. Uh, also, for the Game Boy Advance SP he gave me, he did, he's not using it anymore. I'm going to rip it to bits and give it a new life in another form. Ooh. Another form, Sean. Oh, yeah, shout out to Tronads and for driving us around Blackpool. Yes, um, thank you for that. I forgot about that. Yeah, he, he gave us a lift back from the meal, didn't he? Because he wasn't drinking um, and stuff. Bobby, you dod. Who else gave me a lift? You give me a lift. Thank, shout out to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shouts to me. Uh, and and also, Tony, Tony for giving me a lift to Blackpool and back, so I give him a lift to Nerg and back, so he's like, that was nice. I'll also do the thing that you do, a sort of blanket shout-out to everyone else, the usual suspects who hung out with us at the play event. Thank you very much. Yes, it was success. It was success. Indeed. We have to give the Pico 8 version of Berserk that's just been made a big old shout-out. It's really, really good. This has been done by by Paul Ham X, who's on Twitter as that name. This person is a very talented Pico 8 programmer. And it, the version he's done, it adds loads to the original arcade version and plays quite different due to the speed increase of the whole game. 
the temporary weapon upgrades are a welcome modern addition to this and the title music and it's also got a game backstory. I've got this on my Mac because I've got Pico 8 on different things. I've got it on my Mac at the moment. I played it earlier just on keyboard and we'll transmit it to my Pico 8 console very soon so I can get the full experience with an arcade joystick. It's well worth getting um, the Pico 8. It's, it's a programming language and what they call a fantasy console. It's just a programming language and you can play the games created on it. You can create games or download other people's games and you can play it on a, uh, on a, a Mac, Linux computer, uh, Windows computer. You can play it on all sorts, or even online, I think, as well. It, mm. It's worth, I think, the, the actual Pico 8 software is about £12, $15, something like that. And it's well worth buying it just to play this one game. But as well as all that, every, every game you download is free as far as I know. So people put mm. their games up and you just download them free and that's it. So it's it's worth it just for this as well as getting all the other stuff. All the arcade, there's loads and loads of arcade ports that people have redone in this, in this chunky sort of like environment. And it's like really cut down environment. It's really, really good. As well as all the other indie stuff that people have done, like modern games as well on it. It's worth getting it. I, I, I really encourage people to get Pico 8 software. It's really, really good. Look in the show notes for details how to do that. But this is absolutely brilliant. He's also working on a version of Beam Rider, which is almost the same kind of game as Juno First, isn't it? Yeah, it's same perspective, kind of. Yeah, it's very similar. I think someone was saying that Beam Rider came out before Juno First. I remember playing it on the Atari. Yeah. And, and on it's the good. It's very good. But he'll obviously do a better version of it on the Pico 8. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. Really cool. I think it's guy's very clever. I don't think you can move up and down. I think he's the left-right shooter, Beam Rider. I don't think. know. It's very good, though. It's awesome. Arcade Master Quiz. Sean, would you like a quiz? Now, no. tell me honestly, would you like a quiz? No. Just a minute. Let me, I'll just do it. I'll just edit his voice. In. Oh, yes, please. I'd love a quiz, please. Oh, I, you. Yeah, he's not that northern, is he? <laughs> Sean. <laughs> I have quiz 179 for you. And it says on here, Victor gives Sean a break. I'm not going to give you a break. Actually, actually, some of these are quite easy. Let me get my pen out so I can do some scoring. I've got a pink pen here. That'll do, won't it? Pink pen. Where's an envelope or something I can write on? A bit of paper. There you go. Flappy paper. Right then, Sean. No. Your first question for one point. What does SNK stand for? The the arcade manufacturer SNK. Shin Neon Kikaku, something like that. Well done, sir. One point. I didn't think you get it. Wow. That. Well done. Yeah. See, I told you it was easy. You like it now? I like it. I love quizzes. <laughs> Question two. How wide are the ground planes on an original Galaxian PCB? And this is the nearest millimetre. The ground planes? Yeah, on the PCB. What's a ground plane? Oh, God. The ground plane is the copper in the traces that all go to ground. Hello. How wide are they on a Galaxian PCB? I see what you mean. Two mil? No, eight millimetres. Eight? This may be incorrect. Victor actually hasn't checked it. Mm. Question three. Yeah. What is Clyde from Pac-Man? What is his Japanese name? 
If you don't know, just pass. Katui. No, it's Otoboke. You should have known that. Question four. No. What company released (laughs) Athena in the arcade? Data East. SNK. Damn. Question five. What is the arcade version of Streets of Rage 2 called? Arcade version? Yeah. It's an arcade version of Streets of Rage 2. What's it called? Vendetta? Something like that? No, it's called Streets of Rage 2. In the arcade? Yeah, on Mega Play hardware. Oh, that's cheating. Though. No, it isn't. That's, not... it's, that's what it's called. Sorry. That's a Mega Drive. That's wrong, Sega... wrong, wrong. It's a Sega Megatech, isn't it? Or something? No, Mega Play. That was the next one up. That's Who cheating, made? That. That's a console game in the arcade. The Mario is on arcade hardware. No, it wasn't. It was on and Mega the, Drive. And the cartridges hardware. you couldn't use in the Mega Drive, so it's arcade hardware. Up yours. <laughs> Who made Stratovox? Either of the two companies. Universal. No, I'll give you one more guess. I've been playing it. Stratovox. No, too late. Uh, Sun Microsystems made it, and Taito released it. Oh god, yeah, that's in arcade. That's the first game of speech, isn't it? Question seven. You don't get any points for that. Damn. The Punisher paved the way for another Marvel game. What was it? Marvel versus Capcom. Yes, that was almost a trick question, wasn't it? Ah, this one is a multi-point question. Oh, thank God. Name as many companies that worked with Atari, right? Points for correct ones, and you lose a point for an incorrect one. Uh, Sun, like you said, Sun Electronics. Yes. Worked with Atari, Namco. Yes. Tatsumi. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't think you got that one. Who else worked with Atari? Think, Sean, think. Nintendo. Ah, I thought that, because they should have released Popeye, but I couldn't find any evidence of it, so I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say yes. Yeah. That's more of a time. How many is there? Quite a lot. Is there? I've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 here. You've got a few of them already. Any more? You haven't got any wrong ones yet. Capcom, no. That's You lose a point, sorry. Scrub that one out. Because didn't, didn't they license, in the beginning, they licensed Japanese stuff, didn't they? Maybe. Well, Namco are Japanese, aren't they? So, yes. Mm. Any more before I cut you down? <laughs> Is that your stomach or your, your brain making a noise? It's my brain. It's a, no, give in now. I'll give you a, So, Key. Key? That was yeah. Atari. Yeah, was they Atari. also worked with them. Uh, Cinematronics. It's the same company. No, it wasn't. Some of it, it actually was. is a separate company. Uh, Cinematronics, because they released um, Dragon's Lair. That was Atari? Yeah, Atari Cab. They licensed it. I didn't know that. Uh, Cameco. GCC. GCC made Food Fight. What and, did Cameco and also, do? Uh, I can't remember what Cameco did, but I did. I found out. I went on Main Merlin and found out. Uh, Toa Plan. They did a tower plan game as well. No, they didn't. They did. Go on, what was it? Galco. Konami. They released they they did Time Pilot. 
Atari did not do Tower Plan. I'm going to take a point. They did. I could go yeah, on MAME and find out. If yeah, you go into MAME and choose Manufacture and go to Atari, you look down through it, there's one in there. It's one game. I can't remember what it's called, though. It was Knuckle Bash and it's terrible. Tatsumi, as you said, and Nintendo for Popeye. That's 12 points. Well done. No, you didn't get many at all. Uh, question nine. Who made Amazing Maze? Meadows Games. Nope, Midway. Damn it. Last question. What attacks you in armour attack? Helicopters. Yeah, and? Other tanks. Yes. So that's two points. Yes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Rubbish. Rubbish. Eight? Eight? Eight. That's, that's amazing for me. Well, for you. I told you it was an easy one. So you got eight of about, about 20, I think it was. That's not bad I for love, you, is it? I love quizzes again. Yeah, good. It's time for... Feature Game Review. It is The Punisher. It's from Capcom 1993. It's a CPS Q-Sound software, which is an M68000 at 10 megahertz. So pretty, pretty nippy for them days. This was also known as a CPS Dash. Was it? Yeah. Uh-huh. All other games on this hardware are fight-and-go-right brawler type. I wasn't even aware of this hardware. I thought this game was CPS 2. I, th- I thought the Punisher was as well, but apparently it isn't. Yeah, if you check it on System 16, it's uh, CPS Q sound. Mm. Eight-way stick and two buttons, of course, and you get a lot of, a lot of moves for two buttons. And it sounds like this. Right, this is the implausible backstory that is completely true, not true. Mm. Frank Castle is all messed up. In the dead of night, someone broke into his house and stole all of his Twix bars. <sighs> then they went outside and stomped on the petunias in his back garden and wrote nasty words on his on, on about his toy drain, about his toy drain collection on the garage wall. Frank wants revenge on these unruly scallywags for all that stuff they did, whoever they are, and he also wants the Twix. Right, okay, so you get the guff version of the story, and I have to do the actual grim version of it. I'm the yeah, bad guy, am I? Yes, you are, yeah. So, in reality, the Punisher is a super violent anti-hero who was made of a bit of a baddie stroke vigilante after the murder of his wife and two kids after they witnessed a bit of a wrongdoing by the mob. There have been three major films with Mr. Punisher. He debuted in a Spider-Man comic book as a bit of a wrong one back in 1974. <laughs> a bit of a wrong one. Yeah, apparently 1974 he was first in one of the Marvel character... Uh, Good gold! Yeah. How to play. We all know how to play a brawl. I haven't done, for you. I haven't done one since Final Fight, really. I'm mm. do one again. There's a reason a quality, quality, well-done brawler. Lots of stuff to smash, throw, use. You can smash stuff and there's food under it and power-ups and all that. It's all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Player two is Nick Fury, not the Samuel L. Jackson from the endlessly interesting. No. Joke boring. Marvel Cinematic Universe, it seems to go on forever. Yawn. Marvel films. I may have just slipped into a coma. It's like 
it's like popcorn movies. Oh, but this God, is, they're not. No, no, I just cannot stand them. It's just, yeah, it's all right. Frank has a lot of moves for a two-button game. Punches, kicks, throws, jumps, rolls, and energy drains, super sweep. You can throw people around. That's all with two buttons, and quite a mm. lot of brawlers do this, especially Konami ones. I didn't it's know quite... about a lot of these moves, you know, because I knew you had bombs in the game. Yeah. Because it's a little, on the left-hand side, it says, it says bombs and a number. And I was like, how do you love a bomb? You jump up. And then down and fire, and he chucks yeah. a bomb down like a grenade or something. I didn't even yeah. know that until you said like yesterday, I think, or the day before yesterday. Yeah, there's rolls you can do that you can. Oh, what grab. kind of rolls? Ham roll, cheese roll. Yeah, ham. Yeah, peanut butter and cheese. Have you ever tried peanut butter and cheese? Rolls? They're not bad. You can mention that before. He eats one of them, and you can throw people. You can if if you get good at it you like moving in and out and out of the screen like you're doing brawlers to dodge stuff and mm. he, he draws a gun when the other people have a gun so it's a fair fight yeah to shoot them he's um, a gun to a gunfight wise yeah you, know, you, don't, you don't want to bring like a kumquat to a gunfight no, it's not going to work loaded. It? it's fully loaded oh Christ yeah. they, they spit out pips then I, get, I, maybe they get a nasty, maybe. nasty sting on them Oh yeah, like if one hits you on the cheek, bit of a chafing. Like... <laughs> Whereas a bullet would just just take half your brain out, wouldn't it? Yeah. You don't In your case, Sean, people might not notice. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, no, well, okay. I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> I saw. I just just side stepping. One of the bosses. I was watching a a, a playthrough on YouTube, and one of the yeah. bosses. You get, you know, you get the boss, and then you get these minions that come out, and you kill them, and you carry on with the boss. Yeah. But one, they've got guns, so if you shoot all of them except for one, you keep your gun because it's a gunfight. So oh. you can use your gun to shoot the baddie. And I didn't think of that. Oh, I think right. it might. So if you knock them might... all the minions out, you got to duff them up with your feet and fists. Whereas if you keep one on the screen, you can just kill the boss to death with a gun. Yeah. If you, yeah. If you got one yeah. gun oh, yeah get it. and that's what this guy was doing i think it was the big kingpin at the end mm. yeah uh first boss i went through them all on save states and all sorts of stuff because i'm sh- not really good at this scully like scully from the x files but a bloke not a cynical redhead ruining all moldy's fun <laughs> guard droid guard droid a robot not a robot, not a showbot. He has a ground pound like Mario, but it's used for evil and not for fun. Fartroid, more like. Yeah. Boner breaker. Half um? man. Bone, bone breaker. Oh, not boner breaker. Who's put that in? Is that me? <laughs> Might have been. Bone breaker. Half man, half tank. Mutoid man from Smash TV would kick his ass. How many, bones, how many bones could a bone breaker bake? Bake, bake off. Try saying that with a mouthful of digestives. Bushwhacker. You've wrote oh, buswhacker here. You're changing my text. I might be. More Why does he whack buses? Why? What has he got against public transport? It's bushwhacker, not buswhacker. Cannon arm guy. But it would be more funny if he just walked around smacking buses, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Guardroid 2, you murdered his brother. Guardroid 1, now he's out for revenge. Revenge of Gary Droid. Carry droid. The last guy, the kingpin, is he's in loads of Spider he's in like Spider Man and loads of other games and he's massive in this, he's like half a screen big. But I think this is the one where if you keep one of the shooters alive, you can shoot him. Mm-hmm. 
The weapons, there's a shed load of them. You pick them up from enemies. Bats, knives, axes. What, the weapon pick shed? A, a weapon shed. Pick pistols, flamethrowers, tortoises, hedgehogs. Uh, are there any water pistols and spud guns in there? How about a pair of nail scissors? You can give a nasty nick with a set of them. You could do. Nip, 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 nip. Ow! Jurikens, machetes, all sorts of things. There's a nice bonus round. There's just one bonus round off level three. It reminds me of the bonus round of Sunset Riders. People Ugh. come up and you've got people appear and you've got crosshair and you've got to shoot them all. Mm-hmm. And that's quite good fun. Better in the game. And mm. there's a semi strict time limit. You can't hang around for too long. It's fight. fight! Go right! Huge end of level bosses if you can get there. So, Rygar's put. I put, sorry, huge end-of-level bonuses. You get, like, sometimes you get a million. Thinks He thinks it depends on the moves you do, how quickly you complete the levels and the number of things you pick up. Did he just make that up? No, you do get a lot of bonuses. It's like You get, like, these little boxes, mm. like food, 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 you know, that, that go on. Yeah. I think if you, you pick get... stuff up, you get more points, yeah. What yeah. do points make? Prizes. Prizes. I can't do him. What was that? Timing. Tips and secrets. Me doing tips on a brawler. This ain't going to go good, is it? Timing is everything on this game. Weave in and out of the screen and time your attacks. Button mashing will only get you so far. That's sensible, that. Mm -hmm. Learn the moves. It helps a lot. Running sidekick. Double tap. Double yes. tap so you run in and then press the button and you can that's a powerful sidekick. A lot of um a lot of brawlers do that. I think even Streets mm. of Rage one and two, you tap it, you get running, and you can do like a more ferocious attack when you press the button. Mm. Mm. Grab an opponent and throw him in, in into another. Don't be afraid to use your grenades. You can do this spinning round kick that, that uses a little bit of energy actually. Yeah. Like all games, learn the bad guys' attacks, especially end of level bosses. They are not random, appearing in the same place on every time you play. And then finally, smash up all the things. There's money and food to be had. Mmm, pavement chickens. Other pavement chicken me. Mm. You do super kick, down, up and attack. I don't think I did that. Super air kick, four times two jump. I did that, down and attack. Special ending. Finish the game without having to continue and see a different credit sequence. The bad guy parade. Mm, I'm not going to do that. I am not going to do that. And there's a few other bits that, that here that are like interesting little cameos from... You remember that group cameo? Word up, everybody say... I'm in the Punisher tomorrow and today. Red, Red jockstrap. Hey? Red jockstrap. What's that? That's what Mr. Cameo used to wear. The geezer who's a singer in Cameo used to wear a red jockstrap. Oh, that's not very nice. I forgot about that a bit. I've gone off that's that That's what now. he wore. I've gone off that song. That was now. his shtick. Tell you what you could do for a bit of cheatiness. You could, if you've got Mame or something, you can map Nick Fury to the Punisher's buttons. Yeah. On Mame, so you've got two two guys fighting on one stick. So left and left and left goes. You know, you can map. Yeah, you yeah. Can, Just play two at the same what time. I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say is map player two's buttons to player one's buttons, and you can play them both. At the same time. Yeah, no, don't go very, double the trouble. It doesn't go very well, to be honest. But so, I did that. Yeah, because not to get not to get me score though. Mm. Graphics and sound, superb animation and sound in my in my opinion. Varied back 
backdrops of what it is. It's like a, a city kind of place. Quite a few like robot type of things. I don't know if they were ever in the punches. Punisher stories. A nice tune. I'm impressed with all that. Like, I think that's what drew me to the game. I don't like some of the sounds because I think when you play Nick Fury, when you do a jump, he makes a weird noise, like a ee noise, and it's it just gets on your nerves. He does it every single time he does the the move. Oh, I didn't play him. No, I don't think you should. I don't think you should put the same noise on every move because it just gets boring and annoying. I did notice um, that they use, you, you know, the the you know when you someone gets shot or gets burnt in this game, they sort of they they turn into they they sort of move away. They're lying down and they're covered in flames. Mm-hmm. They use that animation in Street Fighter Two because Street Fighter Two came after this game. That the original didn't. What Street, Street Fighter Two? The World Warrior, that was 91. Ah, so it is the other way around then. I was looking at a later game. So they used that character graphic with a person on fire from Street Fighter 2 then. Because when you get right. when you use the Hadouken against someone, they turn into that flamey thing. They use the same graphic. You know, it's exactly the same graphic as what they use in here. So they've recycled oh, right. the graphics for this game for some of it, which is a bit cheap. I also noticed some of the baddie characters in this game and the animations that they use look amazingly like ones in the Streets of Rage games, which was released a few years before this. So I'm just thinking they're either stolen or maybe the graphic artist worked on both games. They're very similar. They had a the, style the way they Capcom, move, didn't they? Yeah, but the, the Streets of Rage wasn't Capcom. But the way they, the, some of the characters move, some of the baddies... It's very similar, very similar. I'm not mm. sure if someone borrowed something from someone or the same people worked on it, I don't know, but very similar game. Ooh, cabinet art, there is a marquee flying around somewhere, so I'm going to nick that for the podcast image. No official cabinet, but lots and lots of cabinets, uh, converted cabs online, various states of quality. Same for many CPS2 games that came after it, uh, mid-90s, innit? Didn't really mm. do cabs in. We just wanted to convert a cab. Just get an old one, gut it, put the new bits in, off it goes. Mm. Trivia. Oh, this is this interesting. Is, yeah. The single... I found this out myself when I was crediting through it. Oh. The single number number digit, you know, the number at the end, yes. keeps a track of how many continues you've had. Like, so uh, some of the cave games do it, I think. Some of the secure ones do it, I think. Yeah. So... So if you if you get a score of like five hundred thousand or five hundred sixty five thousand and whatever, it'll always be zero 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 at the end. Mm. But someone sent a score in, and it says uh, they did this, this, and this, and they they sent the score, and it was eight hundred twenty thousand and two points. So we know they've you've used two continues on that. I think he might not have worked it out. And I think he might have played through and not not realised. Yeah, it's Don Gratton, I'm going to say. Because oh. he's, he's put, we put busted Don. And then Don said, it was two bonus points awarded for a karate kick to your nads for the enduring, <laughs> enduring this god-awful <laughs> button-mashing atrocity. Well, I wasn't going to mention his name. And, and now he's he's going to... Kick you in the nads for bench. He's definitely getting in the score list for that. We're gonna allow it. We're gonna allow it in. Uh, he got eighty-seven billion points and he wins because he's gonna. Yeah, yeah. Don Gratton zero zero points. Don can't fool us. 
because Street Fighter Two does it as well. Because I remember mm. there was some contro- some controversy on Twin Galaxies a long time ago because someone put in a score on Street Fighter Two that you just couldn't get. It's impossible, and they realised that it was a twelve at the end of their score. They'd they'd, they'd put twelve credits in to do it, so obviously they could get that score quite easily by crediting it. And it was, I think there was a big thing about a hoo-ha about you know, what you could do and what you couldn't do, and you're not allowed to do that. So let's do some scores. Uh, Mr. Don Grattan at the very bottom with zero points, and also me with zero points, because I didn't even get on the... on the. I think you have to get... Is it 500,000 you've got to get to get on the high score table? Yeah, I didn't even really- get that, and I didn't record my score, because I wasn't, wasn't bothered, really wasn't bothered with this game. Yeah, you, I had to be really quick and see what my score was. I knew I was going to die. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, if you continued... The score would be there because it carries on. I, I suppose you could do that just for the continue, yeah. Does it carry on? I don't know, actually. Don't. What a carry-on. So, Don Grattan at zero. And the next one up, Mark Watno Gravy, 360,800 points. Pilbo, 374,100. Buttons from Cinderella, 391,500. Dr. Goggles, 396,200. Stuart Time Warp, uh, four, 411,000 dead. Me at four sixty nine five hundred. I played it for about two hours and yeah, yeah. Cheeky blighter four hundred eighty nine thousand five hundred. <laughs> Mick, like Mick Bass, Michael Vortman, five hundred thousand seven hundred points. <gasps> Jeremy Riley, five hundred ten thousand <laughs> points dead. Nice one, Ivan Storm, five hundred twenty four thousand. That was a storm. That was a lot. That was a tornado. It's really like a quick, crap firework. That was a really quick tornado. It was so quick, it took your breath Sean. away. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. One punch wrong. To crack my guy, block that. You blocked it about a minute after I did it. There's a delay on this camera. One punch wrong. <laughs> Five hundred thirty-four thousand dead. Ten thousand points more than Ivan Storm. Mr. Messi, 793, 700. Why doesn't he just use the gun all the time? He could come home early for tea and custard creams. Anyway, make this gun more fun by adding one, a friend, two, booze, three, peanuts. <laughs> He's always there's a good comment in. Well, that's three quality arguments. Uh, mm. J. Ping Barber, 798,800. And he says, great looking game, but more fun as a two player. By the way, I'm getting a bit hungry, so I might go and punch an oil barrel in the street and eat whatever's inside. Yeah, it could be a pizza. Oil, probably. Yeah. Deadlock. Mm. 84600. Finally got to the third level. Bloody tough game and only two lives. Yeah, only two lives. Uh, Pigids, 858600. Mr. Berserker, 945800. Uh, Thomas Lubbock, who's known as Bootsy, 955400. When you read my nostalgia story, I said I must submit a score or two, so... Commenting with the Polisher, even though it's not a really game, not really a game for me. Right, what, James Wise Mids, one million and two thousand. Any, anyone that's got millions doing well, I, th- yeah. I think. Not a bad game, but not much fun for score running, in my opinion. Level three broke me. A few of people have said that. Uh, th- uh, Matt Neo MK, one million four thousand two hundred. Despite having my doubts and never paying attention to it back in the day, this is a decent brawler which I prefer over Final Fight. It's just a winning formula done better, plus you can shoot stuff, so why not? Like it. Mm. John Retro Reloader, 1,032,000. Ross Ross, 1,053,800. 
Oh, O'Neill, 25. 1,085,900. He did have a bit of a banter with Rygar, but not as much as the Guzzler one. Mm-hmm. You know what they say. Just one more go. Got to second boss, got annihilated, but marginal improvements on score. Oh, he's done well with bonuses then, because he only got to the second boss, and I Deadlock think, got to the third level. I think that might... I've been... Because he's been putting different scores on, I might have grabbed that description from a previous score. Oh, I'm okay. not sure. Chris K. June, one K. million. K. June, don't look so bad. Oh, God, I hate the Beatles, and I really hate that song. Do you? It's the worst, honestly. Chris K. June, never speak of that again. One million, ninety-nine thousand <laughs> five hundred. Not sure I get more time to play, but pleased to break one million. I never usually choose to play a go-right, have a fight game on my own, but with a mate, the Punisher is still one of the best. We went to, oh yeah, we did. We, we, me and my wife went out, we went to Haworth in Yorkshire. And they were playing, when we had a pub meal, they were playing the Beatles' greatest hits in the background. God. Right from Love Me Do, I think. But I'd have they, left. I'd have they're all, out. They're all classics. Oh, no. Rygar, he's a pirate, and I bet he loves the Beatles, but he does roar. No. The Beatles, the Beatles, they were on the. On no. The Mary Celeste no. with him. Right. <laughs> Not having it. <laughs> <laughs> he got 1,137,700. Yes, it was fun with friends in the pub back when these things were new, but time, in my opinion, has not been kind to these coys guzzling brawlers. Uh, Swamp Donkey 77, great name. 1.1424 million. Managed to better my score, but I'm done. Lol. Brilliant size score, but it ain't no Streets of Rage 2. No, it is not. Just couldn't get past the stage three boss. Scoring is also a matter of RNG, random number generation. As I noticed, mm. what items enemies drop varies greatly on every attempt I tried. Ooh, and Zestora we've now found because his message is his real name is Ant Bowers. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not Zestora at all. Not Mister Zez Zestora. Zestora. Maybe yeah. he stores Zest. Zestora. Yes. Is that what his name is? That's, that's what it is from now on. He got a good score anyway. Yeah. Uh, one, number one, well done, mate. 1,214,200 points. Mm. <sighs> well done. It wasn't ported to many things. It was only the original port was to Mega Drive or Genesis. Um, I'm very surprised this wasn't on the Super NES. Because mm. Final Fight was. So they must have had a deal with Capcom. Yeah, I didn't find anything else. No, it was released later on on the more modern consoles as part of compilations, as usual. Mm. So it's quite popular. I'm very surprised it wasn't on the Super NES back in the day. Very surprised. Changes and improvements. I have just put perfect example of a competent brawler. Nothing more to be said. It is it's what not- it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Annoy. It must be enjoyed because it's got 7.2 from 25 votes on sidekicks. Yeah, but it doesn't pretty, matter about what they say. It's what we say that matters. It's pretty sure. good. I've put meh. Still don't enjoy brawlers, although I did really try with this one. We should feature another one in 2028 because I think we're doing Maybe. them every five, years, every five years by the look of it. Yeah. Definitely a credit through party game with mates and a few beers. That's what they are, aren't they? Really, these type mm, of games. Meh. Annoy. Mm. You have to play. I did watch some videos of people playing this. 
And you have to play dead boring with the same moves if you want to progress with one credit. What are people were doing a lot of doing the jump kick all the time? Because right, yeah. I think that you, they can't really hit you when you're doing jump kicks. But these are fun if you just mash the controls and credit through it on your own or with another player, like a lot of people are saying. All mm. these games are the same to me. The only one I do find which is really good, and I will always maintain it's the best brawler, Streets of Rage 2. That is a game I've completed before. I I think I've done it on very few credits. You get to continue. I've never done it all the way through without credits, but I've done it on a few. And I've played that one and completed it a few times because I do like that game. But that game is just so polished. It's brilliant. And and that's nothing will ever get close to it. None of these Mm. get close to it. So, yeah, not for me. Last word. Final fight, obviously. Captain America and the Avengers, which is kind of like a prequel to this. It's kind of similar, oh, okay. but not not as polished. You can play as all four Avengers at once. Oh, there must have been a four-player cap. Oh, I saw a four-player Sunset Riders at so? Play Expo. I, n- I never didn't know it existed. I knew a two-player. I would have pushed it over. So me, you, and two other lovely listeners could play all the way through Sunset no, Riders. You won't be able player. to because I just pulled the plug out by then. I, I knew be... a four-player exists. They've seen them in America. They got the really, they're sort of a twenty-five-inch cab, and they got really wide, the really wide um, control panels on them. Yeah, like the gauntlet style of cabs, and but bigger, yeah. wider, yeah. horrible yeah. things. Yeah, that's, that's very good. That. For me, yeah. the last word is uh, I would pr- I had to play something like this. I'd have to play Captain Commando, which just seems like a reskinned game of this. Um, but with better characters. You get a baby in a mech suit, a ninja, and another geezer who's um, probably a steroid-jacked greengrocer or something. I don't know. But yeah, better mm. characters on that game. Right, fair enough. Next show's game. Right, your pick, Vic. I know you're not going to like it, but you're going to learn to like it. I don't know. 1943. So last time we spoke... I was going to give away a prize, which is the Arcade Classics. Uh, it was a Dig Dug or a Ms. Pac-Man the person could choose. If they could work out what game we're going to do. And all I gave them as a clue is it's a vertical shooter from the 80s. And people on Twitter were saying, oh, is it this? Is it this? Is it? And someone actually said, 1943. Yeah, right, great, you've got it. And I found out they're in America. So I got sent it to flipping America. <laughs> but... A prize is a prize, a promise is a promise. They will be getting it. I'll send it. I haven't sent it yet. I'll do it very soon. It's the one of the little one? little ones from Walmart. Oh, this is, I got I got oh, doubles right. of them. I got I got a Dig Dug already, and I got a Miss Pac Man. Um, but the person said Dig Dug was one of their favourite games, so they can have the Dig Dug one. Well done to them. Uh, it's Capcom again. Same company did Punisher. The ROM is just 1943, as far as I know. There's loads of versions. Do you want to be careful with this? There's 1943, Kai 1943. The ROM name is plain old 1943. We will put it on the show notes anyway. It's 1943 and it'll be the standard one, whatever it is. But we'll put it on the show notes anyway when we find out which one it is. I noticed there was lots mm-hmm. of letters after it on some of them. There's no lives as such. It's an energy gauge. Uh, the difficulty is level 8, which is normal. It goes from 0 to 15, I think. So it's level 8, and it's in brackets normal in main. There's no extras, as far as I know. You can pick up like different bits and bobs and power and stuff and weapons. So this game, all I would say to people is keep getting the POWs to keep your energy up. 
and yeah, it's it's a different, it's a quite a different game. It looks like 1942, but it's quite different. You've got to play it in a different kind of way to most shooters. You've got to concentrate so much on getting the power ups and and the bullets, getting the right bullets that you, it's it's just a crap game and you die all the time. Maybe we'll find out mm. in the next month, Sean. Mm, I'll try it again. I've tried it loads of times. So I live in I have, and the reason I like it better now is that again, the Famicom version's good. It's much more playable than the Famicom. So I, I tried the arcade again, and I've been watching people play it. And I'm going to hopefully try and get into it. We'll find out, though, won't we? Yes, we will. So play the game. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. And if you don't, I don't care. We've still <laughs> got to review it. We've still got to review it. If it's rubbish or good. Uh, so submit your score. We're only using arcade ROMs, please. Unless you've got a PCB of it, use arcade ROMs on an emulator of some sort. No scores from console or computer compilations. They may be different. Uh, you can put forward your score on the Twitter, hashtag 10p score. You can use Sidekick app in the 10 pence club section. You can email the site, which is vertvic at 10 You can leave a comment on Facebook, on our page, uh, UKVAC. You can use a disturbing stare, a mischievous <laughs> wink, or some kind words. So just get your scores to us anyway. Uh, no no continues, anything like that. If this continues, we never use continues. The deadline for score submissions is Monday, 31st of October. Halloween. Oh, yes, Halloween. 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 Susan the Banshees. Uh, October, <laughs> 5 p.m. UK time, please. Uh, get your scores in. Any last words from you, Sean, before I karate kick you to death? I'll crap my guy, your ass, bitch. Oh, I mean, yeah. sorry. Yeah, well, yeah you uh, will. Thanks for listening, kids. We will catch you next time on Monday, the 31st of October. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10 You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 